Welcome, everybody, to a New Year's edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I'm joined by the trifecta of podcasting, wrestling, aficionados, and that is Bad Guy Jack and the Honorable Evil Dose. How are you guys this first week of January? Word. Word, word, word to your mama. I Jack, just how are you? That. I'm great. I just learned vodka is potato, so fantastic. That's right. I just wanted to share right. that with everybody. Yeah. Next year we're going to teach you in my another liquor. Yeah, Thank you. We're gonna. We're just gonna. This year making me do a dad joke. Liquor, I hardly even know her. Why? Why I... every year? We should just <laughs> te- put put them onto something every month. Okay. Yeah, I'm making me sound like Frank Gallagher. That was a shameless that... joke. It's better than uh, that other Gallagher that used to smash the watermelons. Now I'm just aging myself with these jokes. <laughs> I used but to get him and, and Doug Henning confused. Yeah, that's right. Kurt Henning and Doug Henning. No, Doug Henning and, and Gallagher. One was a magician. The other guy just smashed watermelons. But they both sort of look like if Sonny Cher let their hair grow really long. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know about Doug Sonny Henning. Cher. Sonny Bono from Sonny and Cher. Sonny Cher. That's a new tag team. Right, Sonny Cher. Well, guys, this is episode 141 of the Hammerlock Hangover. Thanks for tuning in. We got some stuff to talk about all over the place with the wrestling news, the wrestling uh, reviews. We got AW's World's End review. A lot of shocking stuff came out of there. Did the some World End for Chris Jericho? That, that's right. We were ended the last week's episode with a discussion on Chris Jericho's legal troubles, and lo and behold, he's, it's even gotten worse for him. So we can talk about that. Um, the Rock could has you, returned. Yeah, could you smell what The Rock was cooking? No. Uh, I, I don't think that we uh, <laughs> could smell what he, was, what he was about to bring to this episode of Monday Night Raw, but we'll talk about that. Okay. Along with the debut of Deanna Perrazzo on AEW. Dolph Ziggler debuting in New Japan. Where's Sasha Banks? And um, yeah, lots, lots and lots of other stuff. And maybe some other news breaks while we're recording here. Because, you know, sometimes that happens. But let's start with um, The Rock returning. Um, This past Monday night, you know, before Monday Night Raw, we had a tease from Triple H on Twitter saying, he has locked in a former champion to show up on the on the day one episode of Monday Night Raw for 2024. And halfway through the show, we get Jinder Mahal. He is a f- former world champion, right? Right, Ron? Absolutely. And I thought that was man, great. <laughs> that crowd in San Diego was so deflated. They were so like, ooh, like the groans. And and they let Jinder go on for a good couple minutes until you hit, you know, the well, rock. It was a music. bad few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> people started walking out. I'm surprised, like, people didn't start throwing things into the ring. Like, well, you saw gas the rock was. They, they were probably having trouble getting him up, uh, up to the ramp. Yeah, like. He's like, usually my stunt double walks the stairs for me. Yeah, do you? He oh was God. rather winded when he gets to the promo um, about where he teases, you know, for those that, you know, unless you've been hiding under a rock for the past week, but that was funny. The pun intended. 
um, he shouts out and acknowledges Roman Reigns, right? He throws uh, some comment about he's hungry, he wants to go someplace to eat, and should he eat at the bar, should he eat at the head of the table, and everybody loses their shit, right? Made the whole thing Um, All of them were there. Because up until then, it really wasn't really good. Oh my god. I, I heard some people be very critical. Solomon, uh, Solomonster, I call him Solomon. Roar. He he was very critical about like the rocks, you know, just you know regurgitating his 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 greatest hits. I thought that was a little extra. I feel like that was a little too much, too critical yeah. of of the rock. I mean, he's still entertaining. To do? Come up, come up with uh, all new stuff. I mean, they they arranged it. You know, he was in, he was. Uh, he was at, I think, the Rose Bowl. So, like, he had people, you know, marking out, like, maps and the, the distances and how it would take by private car or, or helicopter and how long he could make it, if he could make it. And, you know, they're showing you 30 diff- two different ways he could make it there on time. Uh, and sure enough, he did. But, it, you know, it's, it's it's not like he planned a whole promo. They, they just said, Jinder, be a heel and say bad things about America. And then The Rock did his thing. and. You know, it took him a while to find his groove. He went long. The show got cut off early because of that. They never had their New Year's confetti. But as scripted and controlled and produced as WWE, some would say overproduced, um, you don't cut off The Rock. I mean, he he's bigger than WWE TV. So you know, Lily. it wasn't great, but it was but it was still great to see him. His greatest hits are still fun. It's just just too long to get them. But it didn't matter. the The end result was, or should I sit at the head of the table? That's all that matters, and that's and that that's the only line he needed to hit. And it's and it is the line that he hit. And everybody in the audience enjoyed seeing it. And you know, I I got a little chill. I mean, I I, I stick by my statements of last time that he can't wrestle. Last time we saw him, he looked robotic. This time he looked less robotic, but he was winded as shit. I mean, so it's not like he's going to do a real match. He's not going to main event WrestleMania. That's too risky. It's too risky for for WWE, for the show, for the match. His insurance companies, the studios, the businesses that rely on him. Um, XFL and UFL have just merged. I mean, he's got all the shit to do. Um, but, all right, all right, b- before you go on, hold on, Jeff. What, what, what? El- it's not just the Jeff show. El- El- no, well, I, I, I want to, I want you to elaborate more on that because I feel like there's a lot of talk about where, where does this lead to Roman, right? Where does jo- Rock's journey lead to Roman? And we'll get to Cody in a minute because now that's the other discussion: is what does this mean for Cody? When is he going to finish his story? So you're saying you don't think this is going to lead to a match or you do think that it's going to lead to a match, but not a WrestleMania. Um, This is what I think is going to happen. First of all, I think it's going to, this is going to lead to a match at elimination chamber. And because if you look at a map from the United States to Perth, Australia, there you can have stops at Hawaii, Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, and many islands where there's lots of cousins and they better stop at at least one or two of those or maybe just San Francisco as well, which is also on the way, one of the the, the transit places to uh, go down to the, the Pacific, and film all the vignettes with family members and tribal members that they didn't do before tribal warfare, where they botched that up, 
and get a bunch of fabulous vignettes. I think he'll have a match at Elimination Chamber with Roman Reigns, but I think it's going to be very short. As soon as The Rock starts to get the upper hand, the bloodline will come in and beat him down. And instead of him getting his revenge at WrestleMania, what will happen is that he can't because, you know, Cody won the Elimination Chamber and called out Roman Reigns. CM Punk won the, the Royal Rumble and called out Seth Rollins. But what he can do is he can make sure that the bloodline doesn't get involved in, in Cody's match. And he can be the special guest enforcer and or special guest referee or both. Uh, and and that's how I think it will play out. Ah, but you think that there... So just to be clear, you think there's going to be a match at Elimination Chamber? Yeah, but I think it's going to be like... It, it, it's going to be a four and a half to five minute match, not counting introductions. Uh, the Rock starts beating him up. Roman gets the upper hand, but The Rock turns it around again. And then, you know, Solo and Jay get involved almost immediately. Who knows? Maybe by then Tama Tonga or someone else will be in the bloodline because he's apparently a free agent now. Even though I was sure he re-signed with New Japan, but apparently they re-sign people like one year at a time. Um, <laughs> so and so anyway, uh, so and then, you know, the heroes will, you know, Cody and probably L.A. Knight and whoever else they want to make sure stays hot will come out and help them out. And they'll all stand tall at the end of, of uh, Elimination Chamber. But, yeah, it'll be a rock, it'll be a match, but a very short match to protect the rock and to make sure that nothing goes rippy rippy um, so that no insurance companies have to pay nine hundred million dollars for the three, you know, for the 14 movies he doesn't film, you know, within a one month span. That's a good point. I feel like no one's mentioned that point about it. I think everybody's just, you know, um, stars in the eyes about this Rock versus Roman matchup. Ron, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, you, saw, you see The Rock? What do you think about this? You, where do you think this is uh, fantasy book, this this matchup for me? So when I first saw The Rock, I immediately, and I was talking to a friend, and I said, Oh, well, if you're going to do Rock and Roman, I said, well, you're going to do a big four. I thought SummerSlam. And they broke it down like, no, that's too far. And I said, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't think Elimination Chamber. But Elimination Chamber is in Australia. I agree with a lot of things that uh, Jeff was saying. He was mentioning it's going to be an Elimination Chamber. Now, my only thing is, honestly, I don't want to see this match. I think it's been too many years to me. Uh, it's been many years too late. Um, I see Roman going over the Rock, beating him. Adding that victory, I do actually think that's going to be a match. And he beats him at Elimination Chamber. Get this match out the way, does it. Um, it was nice to see The Rock on Monday. It was cool. But the stuff, it was too long and all this stuff just to get to this point. But I, I, I don't think that The Rock would just say that and we don't get to that match. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw it. I was hyped. I was hyped. I The, the, the hair... On my arms stood up. Very exciting. Like it was, it was definitely like, oh my God. And I started, you know, um, I didn't watch it live. I watched it the next morning and I was like, oh my God, like this is incredible. Like they're actually doing this. They actually got him. Um, but yeah, I think both of you may make really good points. I think, you know, you saw it on Monday night, right? The rock is a little winded. He's, uh, he's, I can't say that the man is out of shape because the man is look like the man's a, getting he bigger like every a, day. The dude looks like a chiseled rock. He's lost more muscle mass than I've probably ever had in my entire life. Um, the, the, is he in ring shape? Probably not. Can he get there? Yes. 
But I think I'm going to lean more into what Jeff said and say they're going to set up a match that's going to be a big schmoz. That's more entrances and spectacle than it actually is wrestling. He's going to hit the people's elbow. There's going to be a kip up, you know, spit punch, spear, bring it on home, guys. That's it. Like, like he said, four or five minutes, you, you throw in random uh, people from the Samoan dynasty and, and, and the lineage, Afa, Sika, uh, Tamina, Rikishi. you throw Rikishi, everybody throw, throw everybody in there. Tamatanga. Uh, who's the other guy? Haku. Uh, Haku, Haku, bring everybody out. Bring people that are like uh, Samoan adjacent. Bring Rikishi's out um, brother. <laughs> Rikishi's brother. Bring out. Um, bring out our truth. The what, other why not? Why, why? Shows that nobody knows. Our truth would be great. I would love for our truth to come out. Like he's, he just acknowledges he's side. Samoan. That's that. right. Why not? Bring out fake Razor and fake Diesel. That's right. Well, isn't fake uh, out... Diesel a mayor? Have really? um. Have have Vince show up? I'll do my best. Just put 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 Vince in in some like a Samoan uh, eye makeup. Oh, oh my lord! Yeah, you're always going to be great. Way to get Vince there. Listen, you're you you should still be worried that his name doesn't turn up on the Epstein list. <laughs> I should be worried. I should be worried. My name doesn't end up on there. Yeah, right. Like you have that kind of money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, watch me like end, like, end up like there by like complete accident, like you know one of those cutaways on Family Guy is like, how did I get here? Like I uh, took the wrong plane. Right. The the the, the one <laughs> exclusive list you get on to accidentally, it's a typo. It's like supposed to be Stephen Pena, and they type in Stephen Pena, and it's you, and your life was ruined. That's right. It's like, oh my god, I wasn't even there. Um, very exciting stuff. I mean. Whether it's at Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, I like that idea of him being a special enforcer. Like it, it stretches it yeah. out, you add star power to this WrestleMania. It seems to me now, like I was hyped day of. I was like, oh, this is obviously where they're going to WrestleMania. Now I hear more people talking about Elimination Chamber because, again, that is also in a big stadium over in Perth. So they've got to uh, fill the, 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 pack crowd, the place yeah. up. Yeah. So. And I heard rumors about the Australian government asking WWE for The Rock. So, you know, I don't know how much pull the Australian government has. Well, it depends but... how much money they're paying towards the the fee. Right, right. I mean, I don't know if I believe that the Australian government had anything. First of all, I mean, usually there's local tourist a- agencies. It's usually not at the federal government level. And everyone likes to say the I mean... Everyone's kept talking about that the Saudi government was asking for wrestlers. And yes, there was that one time that the the first time, like the, the prince asked for like people who were dead. Um, I, I, I think that the, the, the royal family was realized maybe they should stop asking for things and just trust things. You know, they, they, I, I don't know. What what do I know? But I, I, I really don't think the governments are that invested in these things. They just want to know that they're going to sell out 60 or 70,000 of which you know, 20,000 people are traveling from internationally and another 30,000 are traveling from within the country to theirs, their city or zone. And they're going to all spend four or five days or a week there and spend, you know, and, and have like a $200 million net plus economic benefit on the, you know, on the area. Jeff, you're a traveled man. Have you ever been to Australia? 
I have been to Australia, but I have been to Eastern Australia. I've been to Sydney and like, you know, some parts around in and around Sydney, but Perth, like if, if Sydney was like where Washington DC is, uh, right. which it's not, it's, it's more like maybe like Charlotte. It's like sort of South central coast of, of uh, Australia. Um, Perth would be like San Diego. Oh, okay. All right. I was that was going to be my question because I'm unfamiliar with where Perth, Perth is versus to where Sydney is. Perth is famous for two things: surfing and sharks. Oh, okay. And that's not a joke. Wow. It sounds like sort of like if you I don't know if you guys saw that movie, The Machine, which was actually I enjoyed it more than I should, but it's with that guy Burt Kreiger or Kreiser or whatever his name is. Anyway, some guy goes, "You want to fight?" He goes, "I wrote." I grew up in Florida. All we know how to do is fuck, fight, and get drunk. And and I and I can't fuck worth a shit. <laughs> what? Oh my god! Wait, what? <laughs> yes, all, all we all we learn how to do in Florida is fuck, fight, and drink or get drunk. <laughs> and I can't fuck, fuck worth a shit. <laughs> what you were on? You were on social media and going like all these movies of 2023 were overrated. And you mentioned like a bunch of movies, some of them that were like Oscar worthy movies. And you were like, these are overrated. Meanwhile, this is the movie that you applaud. Like you listen, it was on Netflix. It was free. I watched it at home. (laughs) If I went to the theater, would I like it? No. If I'm sitting around on my ass for a hundred minutes, did it, did it have like 15 times when I, when I laughed out loud? Yeah, it did. Was it, was it a good movie? No. Was it an idiotic, stupid movie that I would have loved when I was 15 and stoned and probably would have watched it 30 times within a two month period? Yes, I absolutely would have like cannonball run or strange brew or something like that. But listen, the wedding was just a funny line. He's fighting these Russian mobsters guys jacked to the shit. He's got tattoos all over himself. He takes his shirt off. He's like, he's like, you know, like a, like an anime villain, you know, with white uh, crew cut, you know, like, like Dolph uh, Lundgren. Yeah, but 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 smaller, but like almost like a Bruce Lee version. And <laughs> and he's like, and and he's like, you're not running away. And he's like, he's like, he's like, you're gonna fight me, Burke cried machine. And he goes, well, I said all right. He goes, I'm from Florida. All we all we did as kids was <laughs> fight, fuck, and get drunk. And I can't fuck worth a damn. that that probably is the line that's the the greatest takeaway from that movie yeah there were some parts where his father played by mark hamill was was ragging on him though that was they were pretty funny oh my god this sounds like a cheesy movie it is Um, cheesy i'm not i'm not trying to tell you that it was like a better movie than oppenheimer oh (laughs) i feel like we've already spent way too much time talking about the machine Let's talk some more about the machine. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you're going to bring it up before the end of this episode. Just going to relate everything back to the machine. Um, anything else to cover about the rock? I mean, oh, I I got a thing. So, so if 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 this dude does end up wrestling at WrestleMania, right? For whatever reason, right? Let's just say, what do you think happens? What do you think happens to Cody, Ron? What do you think happens to Cody? Where's he doesn't his finish story the story, going? and I, I he doesn't finish the story, and that's why I don't see this happening. So I get it. You're asking fantasy, right? What would happen if Rock goes in here? Um, that's a damn good question because I don't see Cody. I don't see, and I've seen people online, and they said, "Well, you know, you can have night one roaming against Rock, and then night two against 
Roman against Cody. I don't see these things. And when you ask this question, I don't really have a clear-cut answer because what does Cody does if Rock is fighting Roman? He comes and out with Jumbotron and he says, I bought AEW. Oh, that would... <laughs> That that would I I gotta sit here and say that would be random. I I I believe in an alternate timeline in twenty, I'm not even twenty twenty, but an alternate timeline he does say that. But I I I just the McMahon screwed my see, family so many times. I figured out the only way to screw them was to buy the competition. And we have another invasion too, right? right. There we go. And then it, it could be the McMahon kids who sit here and say. Uh, I bought AEW New Japan, and they formed the alliance too. When they take out the WWE this time, right? You know, according to the internet, oh, TNA R-O-H. and, and WWE are are now in a working relationship and have a partnership simply because TNA is streaming on one of Endeavor's many platforms. Mm-hmm. And also, too, because they said PLE. Oh, right, right. right. Yeah. So because they're no longer doing because they have this streaming where it's going to be twelve ninety nine a month. They're not calling them pay-per-views anymore because people aren't going to be paying for them. No one was buying them on pay-per-view anyway. They have a show next month. Hammerstone is, is on the card. I, I don't think he's signed with TNA. I think he's just doing like this show or maybe an talking about Hard to Kill, right? Hard to Kill. No, it's, it's in yeah, it's this month. Mm-hmm. Right. It's this month. It's in, it's in less than two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And he's facing Josh Alexander, who's supposed to be the best wrestler in the world, blah, blah, blah. One of their big, big cards. They have it's in Las Vegas or no no it's in it's in it's in a major city it might be St Louis something like that. Uh, I can take a, a Google at that. Sure, and they have sold nine hundred and seventeen tickets out of the twelve hundred and change, which for TNA is fine, but for a big pay per view with you know their all their new free agents they signed Kushida and this one and that one, uh, you know Trinity oh, Nevada. Yeah, it's in Nevada, so it is Las Vegas. Um, so. Anyway, so you know, the point is there's, there's the point is TNA is is you know if if you want to say that's doing great, fine, but they, you know, them streaming being carried by an an Endeavor streaming company is like when Disney Indonesia got the WWE network, you know, for the the south for the you know Micronesia or or the South Pacific the Polynesian area, and everyone's like, yep, that's it, Disney bought WWE. No, they didn't. Disney Indonesia got the rights to to have, carry the WWE network in that part of the world, and that, that, that's all it is. A contract doesn't make it possible. Maybe more people know each other now and know each other in this business relationship. Sure, but but everything Endeavor does is not related to WWE, and in WWE is just one of the companies Endeavor owns. Uh, I, I think that the bigger story. Which is also, I think, more logistics, cost efficiencies, and group promotions is a bigger story that the UFC and WWE have consolidated some of their departments for, um, you know, like promotions and and logistics and sponsorships and and stuff like that. Do I think that there's going to be joint cards? No, I do not. But I, you know, like we talked about months ago and predicted this would happen because it makes sense. Do I think they will run the same city over the same week so that they rent the same? So when they rent the same venue for four days in a row, but only run it three out of four nights, the fourth night is is run by UFC and they rent conference rooms where they have the autograph sessions and the meet and greets and you know and and you know and, and all of these things have dinners and and things where high rollers can buy you know have lunch with so and so and you know and 
you've got to rent those places. You, you've got to rent those rooms from the hotels and the convention centers, and they'll and they can buy the same billboard space and and the big lighted spaces on the giant hotels and you know commercial time and all of that stuff. So will there be synergies? Yes. Do I think it means that they are working together? I mean, sure, they'll be working together, but you're not going to have like Conor McGregor facing L.A. Knight in, in a match. You, Why not? Probably, you probably will have 130 people being laid off between the two different companies uh, so that the remaining, you know, 100 can, can do it all. Can I ask okay. real quick, like, if you were to put Conor McGregor and L.A. Knight in a match, who would you put over? L.A. Knight. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, I think you would have to. I mean, oh, you would have to. Doesn't it depend on whose card it is? If it's if it's a UFC card, you put over Conor McGregor. If it's a WWE card, you put over LA Knight. Just just why you know Daniel Bryan beat, beats Okada in an AEW ring, and Okada beats Daniel Bryan in and then in the New Japan ring. I mean, Jeff's got a point. So what you're saying is matches. we we have a neutral ground, so we should bring back WCW. <laughs> I think Jeff's right. I think it, he, he, you have three matches. That's that's the way that would end. That's how they would do it in the in the uh, territory oh, days. Territory. There you go. There you go. Um, Maybe you get Logan Paul and and uh, Conor McGregor, but that could happen. Oh, anyway. that would be fun. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, could, that might yeah, happen. That could happen the anyway. They can they, they can they can do it in a prime rank. <laughs> um. I, I we got, went down this path and I by starting to ask about what happens sure. to Cody. I mean, I was joking around earlier on some internet website chat room, some Facebook chat room. Somebody goes, "What happens to Cody?" I said, "It's obvious, you simpleton. Like he's gonna wrestle his brother Goldust at WrestleMania. That's how he can't finish the story without his brother. You know, saying it was my story first. He'll be the celebrity Any, host. Anybody excited about Goldust versus Cody Rhodes? No, nobody, nobody. Oh, no, just me. Yeah, just you. I, 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 no, I guess I, I am. No. All right. Um, I think that's enough about the Rock. We'll get back to Monday Night Raw and and the other results that came out of that show, like Becky Lynch and and Nia, and what does that Ooh. mean for the Royal Rumble? We can talk about that stuff. Well, we let's that. There you is a little it. news adjacent to that because the big announcement that Triple H teased for tonight was that Becky and Shinsuke Nakamura have declared themselves for the Royal Rumble. That was the big announcement of the night. The big announcement of the day was that Money in the Bank, um, as well as mm-hmm. I think the SmackDown and uh, an NXT card, will be in the Scotia Center in Toronto, Canada, I believe. I think it's Toronto. It might be Montreal. Pretty sure it's, it's I think it's the former Rogers Center in, in Toronto, but it's yeah, it's Toronto. Yeah. So that was the that was the announcement of the morning. The announcement of the night was two people going in there. So I thought it was gonna be the WrestleMania forty one location. I had heard they were gonna make an announcement about a big event. I guess it was the money in the bank. I you know, I heard it and I'm like, Ugh, I got the wrong event. I jumped the gun. And then I heard he was gonna do another announcement. I'm like, oh I'm right. Uh but I wasn't told it was WrestleMania 40. I was just told it was going to be about an event, like, and I totally got ahead of my skis. But anyway, um, but the, uh, I mean, there is some news in WWE. I mean, I, I don't know how much we want to talk about it, but 
you know, one, they're going to two man booths and it looks like it's going to be Cole and, um, I got some bad news for you, Wade Barrett on Raw and Kevin Patrick, uh, and Corey Graves are on SmackDown. I mean, bad, you know, that, that, that's, that is bad news as far as I'm concerned. And as far as good news, that Kevin Dunn has retired. He's left the company and, uh, uh, we're not sure, you know, there's a bunch of people rumored to take his place. Jeremy Borash is one of them. There's also whoever Kevin Gunn, Dunn's understudy has been, but they, they'll be supervised. They won't have the unfettered, you know, uh, omnipotence or, or sole discretion that Kevin Dunn enjoyed. Do you think that Kevin Dunn was, was forced out or do you think he was just like, no, all my friends are gone. I'm gone too. See you I later. I think it's the latter. It's the latter. He's old. He's at some point somebody did uh, just on stock options alone over and bonuses. He's made over. Well, by now it's probably more than that. But he 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 had made. This was probably reported like three years ago. He had made seventy million dollars from WWE. Uh, yeah, he's. I I think because of I mean Vince sold a lot of stock and ended up putting it into the XFL for the second time and mm-hmm. doing other stuff with the, with the money. Um, well, Kevin Dunn got stock options in additions to bonuses and salaries, but Kevin Dunn is, he's going to move to Mar-a-Lago and no one's ever going to see him again. To Mar-a-Lago. Wow. He's just going to videotape everything that's going to happen. Andrews in or St. Andrews or one of those or the breakers or, you know, or the, Boca Raton Beach Club. So it's, it's some very private gated place with security where he never has to deal with anyone he doesn't want to. Again. No wrestling stalkers are going to come after Kevin Dunn. No, nobody is going to get anywhere near him. No. Well, we wish you a, a fond retirement, a bon voyage, Kevin Dunn. Um, um, I, I hate Kevin Patrick. I don't know about you guys, but I can't stand this guy. Like, <laughs> I, 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 he, he brings no value to me. Like, I can barely understand him. I know. Like, listen, am I, am I, am I being a little prejudiced because he's got this thick Irish accent? Yes, yes, I am. But I, he just—I don't know. He—he he looks like a wet noodle. He's—he's just—just just, just not even just not the, even a noodle. Wet noodle. That's great. I don't yeah. hate Kevin Patrick, but he always sound winded to me when he talks. A lot of times he just always just sound winded. But um, maybe do I the rock and they can get their wind up together? I feel like there's a joke that could be made there, but maybe I just like don't a have training it in me. buddy thing like from one of those cop movies in the eighties. You know, they could do training like Apollo Creed and, and Rocky Balboa. And- See, I understood that one. Yes. Yeah. Like Rocky three, and they're on the beach and they're right. running and there's a lot of water in slow motion. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I got really, ex- I got really excited. I'm about to go. Train. And, 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 and Ernest encouraged <laughs> and congratulations. So Kevin Patrick and the rock training together. Go what on. was, what was Sylvester Stallone's band name? His brother's band name. Well, I, I mean, it's Frank oh Stallone. God. I don't know what the band's name was, but well, I, I think it's saying that could have been playing the band. I'm sure the band's name is I'm Sylvester Stallone's brother. I suck, but you're going to pay to see me anyway. I, I think the band's name I is called right. The Machine. Here's what? <laughs> the, the Machine. The Machine. I'm just going to Google it. I don't trust you guys. The album was <laughs> called, and then their mother was a psychic, Jackie Stallone. That's right. That's right. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah. She was um, interviewed by... Uh, I, I agree with you. I, I don't Howard like Stern. Kevin. I mean, I don't... 
I don't dislike Kevin Patrick personally, but as far as wrestling is concerned, I don't think he's I don't I I don't think he's good. In fact, I think he's bad. I'm with you. I think I, I think he, he adds no value. He seems very happy and has a lot of ener- energy, but I don't see why they had to let go of someone like uh, Mackenzie Mitchell and put Sarah Stryber in there. Why couldn't you just train one of them to be play by play? Or maybe that's something that BFAB can do, or I don't know, whatever. I mean, there's there's got to be a million people that you can put in there. And I don't know why when you have these boring people that you turn into a two-person booth. I mean, no, they, let's make it no, a three-person uh, booth and protect protect the boring person. Jeff, they needed to get rid of Mackenzie Mitchell, Mitchell McKenzie, Michelle McKenzie, Mackenzie Michelle, whatever Why, her name is. Because her name is too confusing for you? One, yes. <laughs> and two, they needed to make room for this Jackie Redmond. Oh, my God, this Jackie Redmond. So, but they're not on the same job. Now, they made room for Quinn McKay Lipman, uh, now <laughs> known as Kelly Kincaid. So I'm believe me, I'm all for that. I knew I knew you'd get excited about that. She was doing uh what was it uh announcing at some of these house shows in like what was it Baltimore, Maryland, She's someplace. Always, listen, there's 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 a reason why I married her. There's a reason why I mean you know, and the reason I divorced her is because she was too good for me. Um, but Quinn McKay hyphen Lipman now Kelly Kincaid is she's doing great. But I mean. First of all, Sarah Shriver looks exactly like Mackenzie Mitchell, and she's not as interesting. But I don't really care about Mackenzie Mitchell necessarily, particularly. I just, I just think that someone else could do the Kevin Patrick job better than he does, and they have all. The I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly agree with you. Jackie Redman would do a lot, a lot better job than Kevin Patrick. I mean, I, if you're trying to get me to disagree that Jackie Redman is a fabulous looking woman, I will not. Her and Kathy Kelly, my God, they're terrific. Uh, but Jackie Redman, she's she's also doing a show with the NHL now. Yeah. Oh. Well, Which, by if I'm you sorry. remember, Renee Paquette did that also. Who? <laughs> Your good friend John Moxley's wife. Oh. I... By the way, this is not confirmed, so I'm not going to do it during the injury segment. Oh my God! Tell me about it. The Jeff, they're getting divorced. Yes, they are. But uh, I, I have heard that. John Moxley might have injured himself or re-injured himself or aggravated some injuries in New Japan, but nobody's talking about it. That's not not a surprise. Yeah. Not a surprise. But this 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 is this is rumor. This is not report. Um we'll talk about New Japan and, and Wrestle Kingdom. Who the hell I will. Oh Lord. Jeff Jeff told me um earlier. You talk about New Japan and Wrestle Kingdom, I will talk about Godzilla minus one. Jeff told me before the show, he's like, Steve, don't end the show without talking about Will Ospreay and Wrestle Kingdom. I've got a 30-minute rant. I sure I said, okay, buddy, at the end of the show, we'll do your 30-minute rant. David Finley won the three-way against John Moxley and Will Ospreay. What a surprise. The guy who works for New Japan Pro Wrestling defeated the two people who don't work for New Japan Pro Wrestling. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What a shock. But then, okay, so let's. I guess let's talk about it right now. So then Dolph Ziggler shows up. Nick uh, Nemeth. Nick Nemeth. Oh, sorry. He identifies as Nick Nemeth now. <laughs> so my apologies, Dolph, or Nick, or whatever you call yourself today. I mean, isn't that a big deal? Like, No. I've, well, just, okay, look. Let's, let's put it in, in comparison to if he were to a, debut on AEW, what would he have been doing? He, right now, he's He's set up to go after the guy that just won this title. Right? I have a question for you: Is Dolph Ziggler's father alive or dead? I don't know. Because if he's dead, he's joining the patriarchy. 
Oh my god. I oh. it, 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 speaking of fathers, if Nick Namath showed up on AEW, he'd probably be uh Christian's son. So better would pay him more if you're saying what? this in a more prominent position in new japan yes but i don't believe he signed a contract with new japan i think he's just working on you know sort of like naomi did or trinity i think he's i think he's working for a few months whether that's four months six months or eight months i don't know but he he's he will also do other bookings he's he's gonna do like matt cardona he's gonna play the indies he's gonna he's gonna see what he can do out there then he's going to try to pick a home and decide whether or not he does accept coming back to WWE in a lesser role, more as a agent producer, which he was offered. Trainer. Oh. Ron, any thoughts on, on, on Dolph showing up to New Japan? I was surprised to see Dolph Ziggler, uh, I'm sorry, Nick Namath on uh, New Japan. I didn't see that coming. So I'm pretty sure y'all did predictions last week and y'all was saying, oh, this person will go, that person will go and stuff like that. I don't think anyone had that as a choice. So I was surprised. Um, I agree with Jeff. I don't believe he's going to be there. Um, I don't believe he signed. I also don't believe he's going to be there long. I also like what he said. He said, Matt Condona. I'm pretty sure they're really, really good friends. He probably asked him, how's the water out there? Matt Condona has been just everywhere. Everywhere. So I could see him going around, seeing what's around and what's, what's you know, testing the waters. Not signing anything, not being nothing official. And that's cool. I'm, I'm. I mean, listen. I'm not. I'm not trying to pretend I'm a big Nick Nemeth fan or anything like that. But I think that's cool. I think it's cool that he's doing these things. Outstanding. Keep doing your thing, dog. It's it's fine. I didn't. I, I figured he'd stay stateside and and try to work on his comedy and I some personal business career. But so well, listen. He he was in WWE for what fifteen years. He he made reportedly. One and a half million dollars a year for a bunch of those years. He got royalties and things like that. He did other stuff. He's financially set. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, the funny thing is, both his brother was with him also, and nobody is talking about that his brother had any interaction. I don't know if he was part of the show. I don't know if he was Nick's plus. No, he was one. just there. Yeah. So, uh, so apparently he, he he's not even. You know, who knows? Maybe he'll be appearance town and he'll get some bookings in Japan too. I don't know, but I think that's funny that both Namus were there. But it, it was it doesn't seem to be a, a brotherly package. Anyway, Ron, 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 hold up. Is, is 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 David Finley the head of Bullet Club now? Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah wait, you're asking me. I don't watch New Japan. I don't know. I, I'm not oh, even going to hold was, you. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to hold you. I'm, I'm going to be honest right here. Uh, Bullet Club has been going on for way too long. So I don't know who's the leader. I thought it was a, a branch of a tree. My next, my next question was going to be, Ron, how long do you think till Dolph Ziggler becomes the head of Bullet Club? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would not want that at all. I, I wish Bullet Club would just stop. Um, how long? I don't see that. And now that you put that in my head, I, I still I say it. no. I love the idea. He he could absolutely join Bullet Club. And the reason would be is that when he comes back, he could join Bullet Club Gold here. I mean, God knows when Juice Robinson's going to get back from back surgery. So, Oh, my God. I, no. I love the idea of him taking over Bullet Club and, and from becoming David the leader. I'm, I'm not even familiar yeah. with this guy's work, I'm, honestly, uh, David Finley. No disrespect. I'm not familiar with his work. So, I mean, if you put Dol- if you put Dolph in there, I can understand it because Dolph has a name and people are familiar with him. And you think about people like AJ Styles who took over Bullet Club and made it his own. Uh, 
Is it possible? Sure. Do I see it? No. Yeah, I mean, he's a lot older than those guys were, but it is supposed to be the Gaijin faction, so whatever. Right. Whatever. Honestly, though, I mean, Ron is right. Bullet Club at this point is is like if they were still walking around doing the NWO right now. I mean, nobody cares. You know who I want to be the leader of the Bullet Club? Murray. I don't think he's doing much these days. Murray 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 Povich? Murray Povich? I was close. <laughs> Is he like gonna come out and be like, "You are not the father"? I don't know. Yes, how- and then and then DDT them. Can can you can you make the title of the show? Can you smell what the Maury Povich is smelling? As please, please do that. Uh, the Maury Povich is is cooking. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. All right, guys, let's talk about some AEW. Let's talk about World's End. I was um, lucky was enough there. to score two tickets to um, World's End. Um, uh, Nassau Coliseum is a horrible place to go to. I will say that parking was beautiful. I, I drove in. I drove out very easily. It didn't take me an hour to get in. It didn't take me an hour to get out. Um. And that's where my praise of the Nassau Coliseum ends. Like, I thought when I went to the Prudential Center, the Rock, that was a a mess. But no, this Nassau Coliseum, they ran out of popcorn halfway through the show. They ran out of hot dogs halfway through the show. And, and And then the AEW portion. Like, the merch stands are way overpriced. Ron, I'll give you a guess. How much do you think a world championship, the AEW world championship title goes for at a live event? Oh, Lord. And you asked me in this numbers. Um, I don't know. 300? Higher. Jeff, what do you think? Throw a number out there. Higher. Okay. Uh, well, I, he, I was actually... Were AEW world championship title. $499.99. Yep, you 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 are really way off the mark. The actual answer is eight hundred dollars. I'm not making that up. I'm not joking with you. It is eight hundred dollars. Wow! Oh, so and, we were nowhere near the ballpark. Yeah, that's a live show, guys. It's a live show. Let me see here. I also want to see. I took took a picture of the merch stand because I was like, oh no, sorry. I stand corrected. Eight hundred and fifty dollars for the AEW. You might as well say nine hundred dollars. <laughs> wow. Well, well. Working. Now I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna then ask you this: Is, is the that the world one that title be- lost? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> okay. With the AEW world title costing eight hundred and fifty dollars at a live show, mm-hmm. how much do you think the TNT title replica title costs at a live show? I want to. I want to say seven fifty. I'm going to say one ninety nine ninety nine. Ron, you're you are way closer. The number is seven hundred dollars. Oh, okay. I I can buy two tag team titles on WWEShop.com for that price. Like that's ridiculous. Ridiculous the amount of overpriced merchandise. But did you, did you Stan- say the TNT title or the TNA title? 
the TNT type. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I, in my head, I converted that to TNA. I, I, I would have had a better guess, but it's okay. How much do you think sting gloves are? Oh, Lord. Those replica gloves, sting gloves, similar to like the gloves AJ Styles wears, they're like... I, I, I want to say this is a two-digit, but the way you're asking this question, it makes me says, no, it's got to be like, I want to say a, a hundred, because I, I mean you wouldn't ask this unless it was reasonable. So a hundred? I say not that much. Oh, it wasn't that much. Not okay. that much. No. Okay. Thirty dollars. Oh, oh come on! Now we're all over the place. Yeah, same thing. Same same amount for the Sting mask, which. At WWE shows, usually, like, I'll buy a mask, like an Oscar mask I have, a Finn Balor mask I have, because it's one of the cheapest things you can get at a WWE show. It's like 10 bucks. Right, and you need it to rob the bank. <laughs> and here, the Sting, <laughs> the Sting and the Danhausen plastic masks are like 30 bucks. Wow. What a ripoff. What a ripoff. Wow. But, yeah, so that's, that's the merch stand. How about the show itself? Do you want do you want to talk about the the show? Anything that happened on it, or you know, you were there. What were you, what were your impressions? I mean, was was the smell as bad as you thought? Was the floor as sticky as you were afraid? I, I want to say, I I want to say, like I had the my expectations at a very very low bar. Like I knew I was going to watch crappy wrestling. I was going to watch crappy sports entertainment. And I was pleasantly pleased. I walked away. I knew I walked in there saying, I'm not paying more than $50 for my ticket. And I got in. I got a nice seat. I sat there with my friend. I pre-gamed. I had a good time. Again, I didn't expect too much from AEW. That's, the, that's, that's my lesson to everybody. Don't expect too much from AEW, and you'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, I'm interested in your pregame. Did it involve Oedipals, freebasing, <laughs> injecting oh. heroin, Molly? I mean, what? It, 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 um, it involved Jack and Coke and uh, Kava. Jack and Coke and Jack and Off. That's that's right. It was just me in the parking lot, just doing with, that. With your program open to the sky blue page. I was I, I was there. You know, it's funny when when we pulled into the parking Where lot. Where my dad there was, has a mask. And there was news gloves. about oh, icon, icon, icon. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking your woo energy. When we put woo. <laughs> And eating my woo wings. I've gone, I've gone too far now. That must have been so disappointed. I, I walked into yes. the, we we got into no, the, I meant the wings, lot. but yeah, that too. <laughs> we walked into the parking lot, and the news broke that Keith Lee wasn't going to be in the match. So oh, no. immediately, I'm walking by people, and I'm like, "Hey, you can go home now. Keith Lee's not on the card." And 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 here's my second criticism of of AEW, like. The fans, they take themselves too seriously. Like, there was a guy that was sitting next to us, and he was like, people, when the women wrestling was about to start, everybody went for the bathroom. Everybody. And we were making jokes like, oh, you guys don't really support real wrestling. And the guy next to us, like, totally bought it. Like, he was like, that's right. These guys are disgraceful. How dare they? 
We gotta stay around to watch Abaddon versus Julia Hart. Are you kidding me, my, my man? What are you doing? What are you doing over there? Ridiculous. These fans are ridiculous. This one guy almost got into an argument with us because um, during Moxley and you know my favorite match, Moxley versus Kingston, they're just slapping each other just like idiots. And and the guy's like, "This is awesome!" And and I go, "Is it though? Is it?" <laughs> and, and the guy threw me this dirty look. And I was like, come on, buddy. You're like, this, this, you're, you're kidding me, right? Like, Walter throws better chops. And he's like, can't we just, we're here to have fun. And I go, this is fun to you? This is fun. So that's your definition of almost getting into a fight? With an AEW, with an AEW mark. Yes, absolutely. Fair enough. No, you know what? You, I, I yield the point. Thank you. Exactly. I knew you would. I knew you would. Because, you know, they don't, they don't have the, the temerity to stand up out of their seat, nor nor could they get out of the seat because they'd be stuck in there. They need to grease the seat. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So, but but yeah. So so let's start with before we get into this match by match review. <laughs> the critical reception, very critical. A lot of AEW fans were turning on AEW after this ma- show. I honestly like again. I kept the bar low, so I was just like. Adam Cole's the guy, the devil, like, oh, yeah, don't, oh, this is great storytelling. No, it's not. It, it, you, you saw it coming a mile away. Like, whatever. But, you know, I, I want to give them a little credit. Yes, you saw it coming a mile away. He wasn't healing quickly enough. MJF was suffering. He, he couldn't work the way he wanted. So they knew anything would be disappointing. And so they just ripped the Band-Aid off. They stuck with the original story. And... At least it made sense. No one can criticize him for 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 putting together a crew that made no sense and like retrofitting Mustafa Ali and Rick Boogs in there or something. It yes, you could see it coming a mile away. It it got delayed and and it was risking getting really really old really really quick. It was probably already a little bit past that point. And so they just said, "We're doing it. We're doing the reveal. He'll he'll go on crutches. Whatever. We know it's going to look bad, but this this." At this point, if we make this, the longer we make it wait, the worse the reveal is going to be. So let's just do it. And they did. So, Ron, what'd you think about Adam Cole revealing himself as the devil? Yeah. <laughs> and I like Adam you Cole. Know, I mean, it, 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 I think Justice said a lot of great things there, but it just, like, I, I'm sorry, I wasn't invested in the storyline. So, I mean, oh, was Adam Cole cool? You know, I, I like Adam Cole. He's great. Um, but, yeah. And even mm. on Wednesday where they did the thing, and, you know, I like that they kept the – I don't mean to just jump ahead, but I, I like that they kept the undisputed name and his kingdom. But even when he says, oh, and if Warlow wins, um, the you know, he wins. He wins the championship. He'll just hand it to me. You know, uh, on a side it, note, it's I- cool. I checked the trademark status. You know, they applied for Undisputed Elite way back when. And, of course, that storyline died on the vine, you know, after Adam Cole's first mm-hmm. injury. So it's still pending. Like, it, it, it's – they still haven't – right now, they haven't provided any proof that they're using it in commerce because they're not. And and so it, it risks getting, you know, dismissed but or abandoned. But they probably shouldn't care anymore uh, because now it's Undisputed Kingdom. But – Mm-hmm. We'll see, but there, there was. I also checked for Undisputed Kingdom, and there was no filing for that as of yet. Uh, you know, but it just it, it's weird because that would get through even over, uh, even though Undisputed Era exists. But Andrade 
El Idolo could not get a trademark for Andrade El Idolo because Andrade Cien Almos was still active. And it's the same fucking guy. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. So fucking bad. And Cesaro, by the way, S-C-S-R-O, that's right. He, he abandoned it. He, he dropped that months ago. What? But, but here's my thing, Jeff, going back mm-hmm. to like Undisputed Kingdom. Why not put the file in for the, for the, to make some shirts? I, this is, this is, AEW, here's another thing that, I, that I've noticed about AEW. This is like the third live event that I've gone to related to AEW. All wow. the, the merch that you see the ref, the, the, the talent wear. Mm-hmm. Is nowhere to be found in the arena. Like right. pro wrestling tees makes most of their show right. their shirts. I get that, but why is there no live event presence of these these shirts? That like, is weird. They, they were selling an AEW shirt. They were there was there was one MJF shirt, but was there, there was zero Swerve merchandise. Again, wow. leaving money on the table. Like there's. There, there was a cutout of of Switchblade, Jay White, Cardblade. That was there. Like uh, now, that's worth eight hundred dollars. They were charging like forty five dollars for that stupid fucking stand. Let, let me, and, and let me like answer your question like with a Qcon of the week. My Qcon, oh. and it ties into one of the reasons you haven't seen Cocobana on TV over and above whatever may or may not be surrounding Punk is Colt Cabana is, is one of the proprietors of pro wrestling tees my guess is they could not come up with a fee split that was adequate that cult was like we should get our our regular cut for or the shirts we make at the live shows and aw's like why when it's on pro wrestling tees people are going to your site your store but when they buy it live they're coming to our event our tickets so you should just get uh, basically a commission on it and we should get a bigger cut and they they couldn't agree and that's why they're not doing it but it is funny that the one thing they decided not to insource was the cheapest mm-hmm. thing, which is T-shirts, like like merch. But they insourced that goddamn Fight Forever game that they spent a reported forty to one hundred million dollars on, and maybe wow. have made twelve or fourteen of those million of those back. And and that you know, and and that may or may may not be including the retailers' cut and the packaging and the promotion and all of that stuff. Wow, it's it's un it's unreal to me, like. As I'm, uh, listen, I'm not, uh, I'm not no Donald Trump in business. Thank you for that. There's simple business decisions that you could mm-hmm. just make, like run your merch. Like you've got thirsty fans for merch and you're in, in house. And, and do you want to know another reason for it? Another real reason for it is that most of the wrestlers own their own intellectual property. AEW doesn't. So the wrestlers get, get the money and AEW gets sort of like a referral cut out of it. So Pro Wrestling Tees gets about 50%. And the, the you know, and after taxes and shipping and whatever, the the wrestler, you know, gets about 50% of the rest. And and then AEW gets the rest of sort of their referral fee for being under the AEW brand. But the wrestlers own their own IP, which is why there are so many trademarks and so many failed trademarks out there. The reason, another reason why they don't trademark things is two reasons. One, because the wrestlers own their own IP. Two, it might be three reasons. Two, they've learned they don't have to. I mean, they had they did Clash at the Beach, even though the you know or you know the, there was a Bash at the Beach trademark in place for WWE, and they didn't get it. WWE didn't do anything about it. So they they've realized that they can you know they don't need to 
invest money in trademarks for things. They can just sort of do them uh, without that that mineral exposure. And then the other thing is that they they issue new T-shirts whenever there's a new line that they think that gets over. So there's no time to trademark everything because by the time Chris Jericho is the wizard, by the time that they would get the trademark, he's been the Ocho, the, Ocho, the Demigod, the Sex God, the Champion, you know, the Sex Offender, uh, you know, Golden Jack. <laughs> And and forty two things before the trademark even even gets even gets granted. So why bother with the trademarking? All they need to trademark is all elite wrestling and AEW and the logo. But and that's all the merch you find is like exactly there was one a- all you're going to find is is IP that AEW owns. That's that's my point. They they don't own they don't own the elite. They don't own the Dark Order. They don't own mm-hmm. MJF better than you and you know it. The wrestlers own their own stuff, so why would why would they sell if they don't get much out of it? Mm. I, I okay, I I get that, Jeff, but I think like there should be this is again bad business. Tony should at least ask for a cut of that. Hey, I'm putting the butts in the seats. I'm running the show. So even if it's let's say five percent on the shirt. At least that's some sort of a cut. And not only that, what you're buying with that, along with getting the 5%, is a brand experience. Well, hey, well, why do you I'm, think a, the title I'm a fan of Swerve. Because <laughs> that's because wild. The, fucking, you're, you're that's right. the it's, gross margin. It's a bad business decision because he's a bad businessman. And all of these proclamations he made about freedom and independence, most of which he's gone back on, I guess he's kept this promise, this 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 one to them. Um you know, when MJ, if if Wardlow leaves, he can be Wardlow. If Ricky Starks leaves, he can still be absolute Ricky Starks. And I guess that's the one thing he won't go back on because the locker room already sucks. The internet revolts are already happening with frequency as it is. Uh, so, you know, FTR doesn't get any matches on TV, but at least every time you buy an FTR shirt, they, they get their, you know, 30% cut as opposed to a 5% cut. Huh. All right. Well, I, you've schooled me on this now, live the, event. The, 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 no, to the percentage there. These, this, you know, we're just talking about ballpark amounts. Yeah, I think it's it's again, it's a bad fan experience. Like if it, you know, I'm an AEW troll, but you know, maybe I wanted to buy a MJF shirt. My friend wanted to buy an MJF scarf. Like, where's that stuff? Like, I he found something. It's at Burberry, Bloomingdale's, Barney's. Well, fuck you could have, for the amount of for the amount of the AEW World Title at the live event, you could have got a Burberry scarf. Yeah, you you know what? I, I'm not sure that you can't buy that scarf for eight hundred and ninety nine dollars. <laughs> um, getting back to Adam Cole as the devil, like I see that okay, it made sense, but to me, it didn't make sense. Oh. If if Adam Cole. His end game is to get the world title. Why would you then make business with Samoa Joe to win the title? Like, I thought it would have made more booking sense if MJF and, you know, MJF loses the title to Samoa Joe in the, in the main event. Um, and will lead to us talking about whether he's staying or going. But wouldn't it, doesn't it make more sense for Adam Cole to help MJF retain the title and continue to injure him 
and reveal himself as the devil and say, I've got you right where I want you. And I'm the next opponent. Now, I know the the big wild card is we don't know when Cole is going to get back to 100%. Or MJF. Yeah, they don't know when either of these guys or both of them will be healthy simultaneously at the same time. So that's why they had to pull the trigger. That's why they yeah. had to make this story. I mean, why would you run the story where and Wardlow is going to kill you for that title and then he's going to do the right thing and give it to me? I mean, it's the Christian kill switch story on the same show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on, yeah, but yeah, it's I mean, the main event. Yeah, I get you. I mean, that's why they had to do it now, because it was going too long, and they realized at some point it was going to be Bully Ray coming out as the leader of Aces and or Ric Flair as the Black Scorpion. They had to go with the original plan and just eat it, like I said, pull the Band-Aid off, or come up with something that would have been stupid as fuck. And I also think, too, with that, uh, I think you said a lot of great things there. Um, MJ, you're welcome. But also, too, MJF, is he's hurt. The man is hurt. And I think they had to get him off, and they just had to put the title on Samoa Joe. Because that fair question, you're like, oh well, why not stretch it out longer? I don't think they could. Both of them are hurt. I mean, when Adam Cole comes out, when he when he came out on Wednesday, he was sitting down on a chair. MJF and you oh, yeah. and you, I I, I, I want to reveal my answer right now. You say, well, is MJF still here? Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he definitely resigned. I don't think they did this storyline just to do it for funsies and whatnot. I think that he's totally coming back. When? I don't have a time date. I don't have any sauces except the ones in my cabin, which is barbecue sauce. But, um, you know, I, I, I see him definitely coming back. But he's, he's definitely signed. I, I don't see him going anywhere. Don't see him going anywhere. Yeah, that's gonna that was going to lead me to my next question of, like, is MJF going to stay or go? Like, if... Mm-hmm. He's off the main the the roster card like on online on aw.com if you go to aw wrestling you're going to see that MJF isn't even listed as active roster work. And but right so that's what I hear from everybody it's a work. But Ron mm-hmm. yes I'm why wrong. would you why would you feed into the the work if the the notion on the streets is mm-hmm. oh Yes, I hear that he has to go heal. But my man is going to go heal in the WWE. <laughs> like, Wait, what? Why, yeah. why would oh, that's, you? That's, why would that's you... the rules in the streets? That's what people say in the streets? That he's going to well, go heal well, in the WWE? There's a lot of mm-hmm. WWE stands that are like, oh, he's gone. Like, it's over. Like, he's, see you at the Royal Rumble, MJF. <laughs> and I love that. That's great. <laughs> So do I. I love it because it just, you know, works up AEW guys. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I listen, I don't know anymore because Tony Khan has proved to be like a really shitty businessman. So <laughs> I don't know if this is a work or not. And I'm the king of works. I think everything's a work. I've seen you in action. Absolutely. I think it's great. I think it's most I, of my I, crazy ideas. Oh, no, you, you have fantastic, crazy ideas. Um. You know, I, I like that. I like when I hear wrestling fans and they're like, I don't know anymore because I just think in wrestling now is just we know a little too much. So when people go like, I don't know anymore or, or, or was that a shoot or all this stuff and everything, I, I think that's great because I, I, once again, I just don't think we have that anymore. 
But I'm 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 personally convinced that he has resigned. I believe he's going to stay with AEW. Do I think eventually he will go to WWE? Absolutely. I just don't think it's that's the time. Um, there's a story right here built in for him, and when he comes back eventually, whenever he comes back, he's going to go after the United. Uh, I said the United Kingdom. Jesus. Um, what is the thing called? Undisputed Kingdom. And uh, yeah, I I I don't have anything further except he's still with AW. He's still all elite. You know, I just UK, don't see him going UK to. UK works for Undisputed Kingdom. Yeah, thank oh, you. There you go. Yeah, I, Jeff, I, I thought I said something wrong. That, nope. Where's MJF going, Jeff? I mean, I, I've been saying this for months. I mean, way way back to my days on the PWC, which I must have left there what four months ago now. Um, mm-hmm. I, Me too. I, I am convinced as close to 100% as I can be without being exactly at 100%, that he re-signed an extension for a lot of money with them months ago. And I think it happened right, right before the Adam Cole as his buddy story started, when he started working really, really hard, trying to show he could be a face, being a Ring of Honor tag team champion and, a, and the AEW champion defending the Ring of Honor tag team titles without a partner on two PLE or pay-per-views or with Samoa Joe and started, you know, he, he you know, that's the actions of, of someone. That's not the actions of someone auditioning for WWE. He already passed that audition. He was already going to get hired. He knows that those are the actions of someone that's trying to carry the brand on his back, who thinks he's the star attraction, and he is a star attraction on that brand, but he's a star attraction for the same people who are already watching, whether it's because he's not that interesting or whether it's because there's a lot of people like me who they see a five foot nine wrestler and they're like, yeah, I'm all set. That's fine. Um, but whatever, whatever it is, I, I'm convinced. And, and, and I think he is hurt. I think he's been wrestling as low as possible hurt. I think he thought that he would get better with like therapy and, and PT and, and massage and cupping and whatever the other holistic stuff is. And, but realized he either needed a surgery or be just a lot more rest or a combination of both, but he'll be back. He's, he's not leaving. Will he be in WWE one day? I don't know. I mean, it depends how long AEW lasts as long as Tony's going to pay him more. I mean, but you know, he's 26 or 27 years old. It may not be until he's 37 and he wants to have that one last run with the big title. But if Tony's paying him $5 million a year or whatever, why would you go anywhere? Damn good question. That last part. I, I want to say the logical part of my brain wants to agree with you guys, but I also want to disagree. So disagree. Ooh. And I'm going to disagree. Be spicy. I'm going to. I want to remind you to how Cody left under almost the same circumstances. Oh, he's staying. Oh, he's an EVP. Oh, he, he just re-signed as an EVP. Oh, mm-hmm. he did another uh, tour with, with, with You heard that from the internet Brandy. morons. Right. Right. But that's the same thing that's being said right now, Jeff. It's, oh, he's, he's staying. Oh, and then the, what happens to, to Cody? Poor little Cody. Takes a but takes a big L to the, Sammy Guevara. It's the same. So, so I, he takes, so, I feel like so there's he, a difference so, though. So he takes an mm-hmm. L to Sammy Guevara. Then the man disappears, and then he's off the roster. Is he staying? Is he going? And guess where we see him next at WrestleMania? Yeah, but but the and so the thing is it's a work. The delusion with Cody saying Cody saying this is where I want to be, but this I haven't got my contract. That's the work. 
It's what he said has worked. MJF saying it's it's the it's the uh, you know there's uh, I, I'm going to take this company. I'm going to be here for many many years. I'm going to take this company on my back. I'm I'm injured. No, nobody's injured in wrestling. That's the work. So it's the same. It's a it's a work. Problem. I also wanted to. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt okay. here. I, I did oh. my best to be polite, but uh, the vodka is kicking in. Um, but I do want to sit here and say <laughs> that um, I, I don't know Tony Khan, obviously, right? But I sit here and go, you it's mentioned stuff with right? Cody, and Cody sat here and said, um, I'm here on a handshake deal. I right. would want to sit here and say, I'm not no businessman. I'm just a regular maintenance worker here out here in New York. Um, you learn from that. <laughs> you don't live off no handshake because – you know, a handshake. That means like we shook hands, we agreed on this, and I can leave tomorrow. So no. I, I would hope that he learned from it. But I, I still stand by. No, I know no, that you're just. No, he didn't. No, he didn't, Ron. Jay but, just walked out in the, under the same circumstances. Right, but there, there's a difference. Oh, I, I offered her. Uh, sorry, guys. I offered her the, the 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 best money. I heard what WWE was offering her, and I offered to match it, and she still fucking left. That's Tony Khan. He, yeah, but he said he he offered her more. He didn't say he offered her more than WWE because he doesn't know. But Jade's decision right. is about her star power, building a brand. She has a better chance of being a star in WWE. MJF will never be anything but a wrestling star, and he won't ever be the top guy as long as he's five foot eight and a half or whatever he is. There's always going to be a Roman Reigns. There's always going to be an LA Knight. There's always going to be a Cody Rhodes. There's always going to be a Randy Orton. They've got all these kids in the NIL program, like Oba Femi's. You have these giants. Fantastic guy. Yeah. You know, and and he he's not as interesting as Daniel Bryan. He's a good wrestler. He's, he's really, you know, you have to remind yourself he's better than, he's not the Miz, who's also a pretty good wrestler, but he he can mm-hmm. wrestle with the best of them, but he's not Daniel Bryan. He's not the underdog that you want to get behind. He's, he's better than you and he knows it. Well, that doesn't work when you're 5'8 and, and you're facing people who are 6'4", 6'5", in WWE, in that crowd. So I, I think, Cody, the whole thing was different because Cody came into AW with people believing he was a part owner, that he had equity, that his EVP status meant something, that he was a highly paid executive, that he had power and authority. And he treated that job as such. And people report on that. The other EVPs did not. They always said they would they would they wouldn't show up. They barely came to the office. They didn't they didn't go to meetings. They didn't Cody always wore a suit and tie, was the first in the office, the last to leave. And Tony sided with them. And Tony played hardball mm. with, with Cody. You know, he wouldn't let Brandy go in the ring and or whatever. And and he was and he was playing softball with everyone else while he was collecting other action figures. And Cody's like, fuck this shit. I can get more money, more commission, a bigger star power by going to the other place and they'll, and I can still play cor- corporate Cody on TV without actually having to get any of the aggravation. And that's what he, and that's what happened there. I mean, it's, it's basically in the history books. One day Cody Rhodes is going to write a book and it's going, and what I just said is going to be at least 88% accurate. 88. All right. All right we'll see guys. We'll see. I'm, born I'm telling you, if he doesn't, if, if, I'm not going to be shocked if he shows up at, you know, number 17 on uh, this year's but do you Royal think, Rumble. Well, so. let me ask you that, though. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to change the structure of the show, but if he shows up in WWE, he's going to the main roster? Without a doubt. MJF? Without a doubt. Yeah, he's going straight to the main roster. Take your hand away from your mouth. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I was holding my head up. <laughs> 
Well, you can put it under so, your chin. <laughs> I don't know. So let's talk about Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is now the new AEW world champion. Is this a soft reboot for AEW? Yes. Jeff? I, I, I think I think yes. And and clearly it was an indication that, that MJF was really and legitimately hurt and they, they had to do this. And listen, Samoa Joe is safe. I don't think he's going to be a champion for a very long time. I think it's going to be a respectable reign, four or five months, but not much longer than that. And But, you know, Samoa Joe's a steady hand. This week's Dynamite seemed like it was a hard reset. They seem to be recommitting to what AEW was supposed to be. Now they recommitted in the ways I don't like. They they brought back my private party. They they you know they had Dante Martin and, and Orange Cassidy in a twenty minute match. You know all the, all the things I didn't like. There were other things I thought they could. I mean they have their own people they can invest in. You know Swerve versus Daniel Garcia. I don't need Daniel Garcia there. I don't need the former JS being involved in the Swerve thing and Hangman who already lost two matches even after a home invasion as Kid was being killed. Hangman's back in the picture. No, he shouldn't be back in the picture. Uh, I mean, unless Swerve's going to win 3-0. But, you know, Tony Khan doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He doesn't. He makes matches. He doesn't book. He just does things. But um, I, I think that, it, yes, I think it's a soft reboot. And Joe is your steady hand, recognizable. I don't think it's a coincidence that it's a Samoan named Joe that's a champion. So people go on internet searches. Tony, the one thing Tony seems to be a savant about is data and internet and, and numbers. So I'm sure he says... Samoa Joe wrestling champion, Samoa Joe world champion. That you, you know that some people who are looking for Roman Reigns are gonna are gonna stumble upon AEW, or you know that that Roman Reigns will be seven of the fur of the first eight, you know. But but Samoa Joe will fit in there at, at like nine and ten, and and he'll get hits, or Samoa Joe will be six. <laughs> And nine in those ten, and and that will and people will click on it and get interested. That, that that's how his childlike brain thinks. He's he's like a social influencer. People who think that's an actual job. Jeff, that I feel like that's a stretch. I feel like have you met Tony? You've got a better like Ron has. I I feel like you you've got a better shot at landing at AEW Samoa Joe World Champion by searching Fat Roman Reigns. Then you do world champion Joe. <laughs> you have a computer in front of you. Test it out. Go type in the fat Roman Reigns and <laughs> Samoa Joe wrestling champion. See what okay, happens. Okay. Hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. We'll hold do on. this experiment live. In, in the uh, meantime, I'll just, I'll just say, do, yes, do, Samoa do Joe you, is the AEW champion. Uh, do you hear me typing? I hear you typing. Uh, Loud and clear, too. Adam Copeland defeated Christian Cage, but in the 20-man battle royal, which was atrocious and was filled with jobbers and people who don't even work for AEW instead of, you know, some of their quote-unquote stars, um, Killswitch won. So he, apparently his winning for a title shot was a money in the bank, and he cashed it in the same night and then defeated Adam Copeland and gave the belt or was forced to give the belt back to Christian Uh so Christian, although losing, stands tall because this battle royal title shot, whenever you want it, was literally whenever you want it. So there you go. Okay. So what did your scientific results? Yeah, those, those were the uh, only Fat Roman Reigns. Oh, look at this. Here's a picture of Samoa Joe. See, I told you. There's a, a fat. There's Samoa Joe, uh, Husky Harris, and uh, yeah, that's okay. a, that... we, we know Steve's line now, and Ralphus. <laughs> 
You said Ralphus? Yeah. Oh my lord, I remember Ralphus. Wait, Ralphus is Samoan? Nah, he is now. He is now. Okay, there we go. <laughs> we'll find out at Elimination Chamber when he comes out. That's right. I mean, listen, Jericho could use the security right now. I hope he right Tribal Chief. Jericho could yes. use the security right now. He's, he's, he's had a bad... Oh, week. my God. By the way, guys, um, I recorded a solo show on non-disclosure agreements and confidentiality and settlement agreements uh, and spent some time with on Chris Jericho and Kylie Ray specifically, as well as some other issues. And that it, it's 32 minutes. It's more informational and educational than entertaining, I think. But maybe you'll be entertained. But at least it, it's, you know, but I felt like I had to do it. And I had to do it interrupted. And even if nobody wanted it, I needed to say it, you know, other otherwise it would I would lose sleep. So I did it. It's going to run on Hammerlock Hangover. And I believe Wrestling Soup is also going to put it out under the Wrestling Soup banner. Now, we, of mm. course, would love you to listen to it on Hammerlock Hangover, of course. That's right. Um, but. You know, I, I think it's great that, that they're going to run it and because that will be, you know, tens of thousands more people who might listen to it than otherwise. We'll hopefully bring some of those people to our show. Uh, so either way it works. But anyway, that is coming. So it's not like we're giving that short trip. Right. It's it's just that we talked about it partly last week and you're going to get a separate show on it. And, you know, while I was uh, searching for... Well, I was well. No, we're hmm. we're gonna drop it as a bonus episode, uh, probably either before or at the same time as this episode drops. Hey, you you mentioned the Edge versus Christian match. That finish was bullshit. Like, AEW <laughs> uh, fans love everything, but that live audience hated that ending. Oh my god! Like, I felt like they were ready to throw. Th- like, it was gonna be like um, NWO level, like throwing trash into the. Uh, the ring uh type of uh, just anger anger new yorkers are still new yorkers even if they're aw fans i don't know man what do you what were you what did you think ron about that finish with with uh luchasaurus cashing in only to have his title taken by christian i love christian oh that's That's it i'm sorry (laughs) i have no follow-up i didn't see this live i mean you was there but when I heard the results yeah. and it's Ed, um, well, I'm sorry, Adam Copeland won and then Christian won. I said, oh, okay, I guess, sure, what not, whatever. But, um, meh. meh. Jeff, isn't this something that Vince would book? Like, this is a Vince ending to a to a match. This is the this is the antithesis of why AEW exists because they were were rallying against booking like this, and yet here they are doing it. Absolutely, 100%. And not only that, this is also why they didn't tell you who the participants in the 20-man battle royal was, because the second mm. you saw that, that population and saw Killswitch, you're like, oh, shit, he's going to win it and he's going to do a cash-in. So then you would have known the results of two matches. Um, when did he start identifying as Killswitch and not Luchasaurus? Well, he did still have the Luchasaurus match. Christian prior, changed his name when he mm-hmm. rebaptized him as kill switch and where he declared nick wayne to be his son the prodigy nick wayne so this was yeah about three he has a family days. now yeah the dinosaurs the dog right he <laughs> he was also playing the jimmy uso this week like christian's like i need to thank and congratulate the person who's responsible this thing you see luchasaurus's head is going up his chin is up like, like tony storm <laughs> his chin is out his tits are out and, and he, <laughs> he says what myself 
And then Luchasaurus, you see him get deflated. Oh, hang dog. Ah, oh, shucks. So he was the Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Uso this week. I thought mm-hmm. I'd say Jimmy Olsen. Um, do you think like the fans in AEW are gonna really like? They did. Are clamoring for this fucking kill switch? They would. They were saying Luchasaurus, and Christian said, "No, he identified as kill switch." <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Chris, Chris, Christian is great. I, I hope yeah, that the, 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 the Shayna Wayne fever has broken because she never was a hot milf. She's not. You know, she cut one promo that was fine, and now she's cut the same promo twice since and it gets worse each time this is not interesting none of it's interesting and the strange thing is like they're using this to like build up luchasaurus who's like yep. 38 or 39 so you know it's it's not really helping adam copeland uh which is fine because he's not a star so big deal it was probably a mistake uh, and but you know in the end it's the only person who they're gonna really put the gas behind is nick wayne so who's 18 or 19, 171 pounds, only because he's 5 foot 11, um, who is garbage. Damn, I felt red. Yeah, another, another, another shit, another Wheel of Yuda, another Orange Cassidy, another Daniel Garcia that they're going to try and shove down our throats that nobody is interested in seeing as, as a wrestling star. You know, so he's going to be the one that, you know, that, that gets over on Luchasaurus, you know, when this is all said and done. And I guess at that point, Jungle Boy will be the returning hero, another garbage zero that nobody likes and cares about, but they'll try and bring him back as a face. Yeah. I, don't I didn't know. like this show. Just... And listen, even AEW fans were ranking this as the eighth out of eight AEW pay-per-views this year. Sure, they were saying all of the pay-per-views this year were great, and AEW never misses the mark, but this Eight out of eight, or this one was the no, would... no. This everybody hated the ending of this. Like that, I don't know whether it was because it's a Long Island audience and they wanted MJF to win, but nobody saw that finish coming where MJF mm-hmm. was going to lose. Oh yeah, he, he and, just falls asleep, right? And then yeah, and then like the other part of from where I was sitting, I was I was on the opposite of the hard cam, so. I have um, MJF's back is to me, and so is Samoa Joe. And to me, it looked like he puts in the um, what's it? What's his finishing move? Oh, the uh, Coquina the, clutch. The the Coquina clutch, and just like they they raise his hand one two three, and it looked like it was like a Montreal swerve, like it was just like. It was a fast count, and it was over. Right, but also like, was the like, referee oh, was playing around with the with the diamond ring, and you thought that that was going to play a role in it, but it played absolutely You're no You're talking role. about Adam, right? Yeah, when he was trying to bring it in. Yeah, I'm talking about the referee, yeah, though. I... He was, like, paying attention, oh. fiddling with the with the diamond ring, and you figured that that would be oh. a disqualification or reversal. No, it didn't play into it all. The guy was just fiddling with the diamond ring. Oh, I yeah, I didn't even catch that from where I was sitting. Well, I, I, and, I and it on was a just... TV screen, so it was, I didn't – I wasn't – you know, my review wasn't, you know, you had something obstructing whatever, whatever angle you were Yeah, stopping. the finish was, was definitely wonky. Like, it seemed wonky live, and everybody was like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Like, somebody's going to come out. Like, is Tony going to come out and reverse this? Like, what is going to happen? And, and none of it happened. Right. Um, the, the other uh, thing I wanted to talk about, which I think was a disappointing match, was Moxley versus Kingston. And... I think everybody wanted 
for the first time, I feel like this audience who was chanting, we want fire during the Edge versus Christian <laughs> match. All right. Uh, the animals and heathens that they I'm surprised are. Surprised you didn't mention that, 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 that neither Nick Wayne, you know, Nick Wayne doesn't know how to light a table on fire, oh even God. though he spent most of He's... his short career in GCW and places like that. Yeah, like Edge spent a good, like, I don't know, 90 seconds trying to douse this table with two right. cans of lighter fluid. For, for one spot. Wow. While 90 seconds was is waited while the rest of the wrestlers are playing dead or looking stupid. Right. Oh, my God. And there was so much. Even in that match, like, I think they pulled out a ladder and and I got a. You didn't see it on the hard cam, but I got a video of. Nick Wayne and the referee holding the ladder down for Edge to do his spot. Right, ridiculous. Oh, man. I mean, it's one thing for the referee. It, They've already established that their referees are going to do that. But to have your opposing wrestler helping to keep you safe is stupid. Right. It's right. not a good look at all. Yeah. So let's... Um, so Moxley versus Kingston. They get into this slap fest. I think these fans wanted to see a, a gory match. They wanted to see, what was it, Moxley versus, who was the guy, Nick, Nick uh, Gage? Yes. Yeah. I think the fans wanted to see that type of match here. The, the, the Swerve versus Hangman match, they wanted to see that here, and they didn't get it, and I think that was a disappointment too. Did the um, crowd groan? I I don't think that the crowd groaned as much as they were just it sounded like silence like there was a the excitement was not there for this. And everyone said that people are going to go crazy Freddie Kingston cuz it's in New York and New York loves him. No they don't. Like some people who were you know House of Glory fans love Eddie Kingston and there are some people that love Eddie Kingston but New York doesn't love Eddie Kingston. No, I'm from I'm from New York, and I can't stand the guy. Right, Ron, you're from New York. I like Who's Hog. Do you, do you love Eddie <laughs> Kingston? Is is the topic, Ron? I, don't, I mean, I mean, we're, I don't necessarily love him, but he listen. He's not my guy. I understand that the AW fans. I think you even worded perfectly on a review show, and you said, "Hey, uh, the AW fans, they really enjoy his work. That's lovely." Okay. All right. Well, look, I don't certainly don't want to argue with myself, but it, no, this 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 was that would be a fun argument. It would be this. This was a the, you're right. This was a slap fest, and and this this is what I call Japanese weak style because these guys are both so sloppy, <laughs> and they both they both fashion themselves as being or fancy themselves as being you know the the second coming of you know you know Masahiro Chono and Anto Ant, Anthony and they're not. They're they're sloppy, and and you know Moxley keeps falling out of shape. He probably has seven injuries that he's working through. He might have injuries that are too bad. His brain is clearly turning to oatmeal during the G one. He didn't even know the name of the title he was fighting for. And Kingston wins. And it's still <laughs> not there. They're they're calling it the crown the crown championship now. They're not calling it the continental champion. They're not calling it the triple crown. He's still walking around with three belts. Nobody is still sure whether he has three belts or that one belt represents three titles. You know, is he still going to defend the ROH title separately? Is he going to still defend the the New Japan Strong title? Because if that's the case, that's useless. Now, I'm sure New Japan has a say in it, but once they did, you could bring out that title again. And, and, you know, that could be a story. But, I mean, 
I thought the whole point was to get rid of a title and to make a new title that's more important. So not to skip ahead to Dynamite, but I'm going to do so. His the, the number one contender shift for that match is four guys who have no business in being in a number one, one contender. Trent Barretta, who almost never wins matches, and if it is, it's just to put him in a, in a contender match, which he loses. Brian Cage, who's a flunky and loses almost every match. Repeat what I said about Trent Barretta, but more, even more losses. Um, then you had the bounty hunter Brian Keith, who doesn't even work for AEW. Maybe he works for Ring of Honor. Um, and and then you have El Hijo del Vikingo, which you know what I think of him. But and he's usually on a losing team, but. At least he has the AAA Mega Championship, so at least that could be an interesting story. So you would think that if they're going to pick one of these jabronis to win, they pick him. No, of course not. They go with Trent Barretta. And all that does is devalue instantly. This, this Continental Championship, Triple Crown Championship, it's that they're trying to make so important. The number one contender is Trent Barretta, and these are the four guys you put in the number one contendership match. Based on what? Were they even like in the final six of the TNT Battle Royal? What the hell does the TNT Battle Royal have to do with this title? Nothing. And I'm not even sure that's right, but that's the only thing I can think of. But I don't, I don't think the Kengo was in that. Anyway, it, it's just super, you, you didn't even you didn't even pick like big names. It, like you could have put Cesaro, you know, I don't know, people who have winning records at least, like like four top people. But Tony doesn't like to make hard choices. He doesn't like to make any top people lose. So he he makes it a jobber fest and devalues this brand new title immediately, just like he devalued Mariah May, building her up, building her up, big debut, big big get for AEW. She has her debut match. No no disrespect to Queen Aminata, but she, she didn't need to have a competitive match with Mariah May. Mariah May's debut match should have been she should have won in five minutes or less. It should have been a squat. Yep, just like Swerve should have killed Daniel Garcia in. in you know, six minutes or so, and that could have been part. Of and Dustin Rhodes, yeah, uh, and just yeah, Dustin Rhodes should have been less, but uh, absolutely. And then immediately, Mariah May is overshadowed by Deanna Perazzo coming. First of all, she cuts the same promo that the Tony Storm minutes earlier, saying New Jersey's gross. I don't want to be here. And then, and then she's undercut by Deanna Perazzo, who you know is going to win the feud with with Mariah May to get to Tony Storm. So already, Mariah May is from the new a new star that they're going to build the division around to a, to a flunky that's a stepping stone. And that's what they yeah. do. They do it yeah, over no, absolutely. and over again. They they undercut their own booking. They do. They do. I and mean, I I feel like they do it because they they're just not fully thought out. They're not paying attention. Like you want to talk about long-term storytelling. I feel like they're they are thought out for the main title main card stuff and then this lower mid mid and lower card stuff they don't thoroughly flush out like there's no trajectory um I have a question for you steve though i don't know if you could tell this from being at world's end i don't know if there was any way to were people this. wearing deodorant no they weren't no right <laughs> but were people did you get the sense that people were expecting mercedes monet and when she didn't show up that they were disappointed I wanted to um I wanted to bring that up like at the end uh, but since you brought it up now I'll, I'll talk about it. I I th- I think it's hard because you're not really kind of actively talking to all the people in the audience and there was no opportunity. I think if there was like let's say like a devil reveal 
or some sort of like storyline where like you were ex- expecting a surprise. I think the expectation for Mercedes would have been heavier. I don't think anyone was expecting Mercedes, although there were people like saying like, oh, Sasha's going to be here tonight. Um, oh, and there was, you know, some people in near the, after the Abaddon Julia Hart match, cause that was the last women's match on the card. You know, there were people, it was mostly me. That's right. They put, they yelling, put the TBS title on after the, the world's heavyweight, the, the world's women championship match. That, that makes sense. Right. Right. And, and so, like I was saying, there was, you know, people in the audience, mostly me saying, Oh, where's Sasha? Where's Sasha? Oh, guess what? Disappointed again, everybody. And and here you have AEW again. Oh, you'll see her in Newark. You'll see her in Newark. The Wednesday show happened, and who'd you get? Oh, you got Snooky. So that's 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 AEW for you. Is uh, you know Sasha's not going to show up on AEW. And now they're going to show up week, or it'll be in Boston. No, she. I mean. Her her mm-hmm. profile on WWE.com has, has been updated. All of her individual and Spotify stuff has been taken down. So any of the Mercedes Monet brand stuff's been taken down. That was the sticking point. They've obviously worked out some sort of a deal. She's gonna be at the Rumble, people. She's 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 not she's not I don't even know that she's gonna be in the Rumble, but she will be at the Rumble. Um but uh and you know, Trinity, Naomi Fatu, I mean her, she's done with Impact. She was their biggest star in air quotes, whatever that means. And she's also, I mean, it's all but confirmed that she will not not only be at the Rumble, but in the Rumble. So you've got Sasha, Trinity, and presumably Bailey will be facing off against the uh, the damage control. of damage control for the bouncing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Dakota Kai is getting closer and closer to healthy. I mean, you know. She's cool. been on TV a while in non-action, and she was off TV for a while. It's, it's getting close to that nine months. Um, and everyone's talking about, well, Julia will join. And Ju- Julia is expected to leave stardom. They they announced that. She disbanded her faction uh, uh, on, the, on the recent show. But, I mean, all signs are that she'll go to NXT first to sort of learn the WWE style and camera and stuff like that. So... But that makes of sense. Of course it makes sense. I'm not yeah. I think and I think it's a smart move as well. Yeah. I mean, did you see all the oh. videos of uh you know Natty at the dungeon and you, you saw Jade Cargill working out, Liv Oh, Morgan, that was great. Ricky Starks was there, Odyssey Jones. Oh, I didn't see yeah, that. They, they were... Oh, I didn't see Odyssey Jones. Oh yeah. They, they had all they had people. Odyssey Jones, didn't they fire him? No, he was he was he was Drafted to the raw roster, we haven't seen him on TV, but he was. Yeah, I was going to say, never been. Oh, that's they they right. gave him the main roster contract. He just hasn't been in anything yet. I mean, I don't know what they're saving. Who's him the for. other guy? Who was the other big guy that I'm thinking about? Odyssey Jones, almost NXT guy. Quincy no, Elliott. Quincy Elliott. You're confusing oh. Odyssey Jones and Quincy Elliott. Yeah, yeah. They, they, have, they have they have two things in common: <laughs> weight and skin color. The the distribution of the weight and everything else is completely different. Is it though? Yes. Well, I don't know. That's, that's one looks like an offensive lineman. One just looks offensive. <laughs> I remember when people were trying to make Quincy Elliott a thing. They say he's good. He's good just because they want to say 
look, WWE's progressive too. They have an openly gay person <laughs> on their roster. He sucked. Speaking oh, of weird well, people I mean, in WWE, and this is a little bit off the subject, but we, we have to talk about it, right? Velveteen Dream this yeah. week and, and his video sort of hostage-like sort of apology, I think, accountability. I'm in my 12 steps, you know, kind of thing. Please, I can't get any, any other well, job. Mean, Take me back. I I applaud him for starting out the new, the new year. Like, I've, obviously, you know, there's a lot of people that go into the new year. I'm applauding you this for This is your applause. Him. Obviously, there's a lot of people that start the new year with, like, oh, I've got a resolution. I've got things to do. I'm, I want to lose 20 pounds. Be more evil. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to curse less. Velveteen said, you know what? I'm going to apologize for shit that I was never convicted for. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things that people do that they're not convicted for. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, listen, was the shit shady? Like, you got a lot of shady allegations? Okay, yes. He was flirting with underage boys on the internet, but he was using very careful language. Let, let's, let's, call, let, yes. let's, let's call it what it is. Yes, and so, like, you know, he comes out, he apologizes because he wants to, you know, be in the mix and, and he wants to get hired and he likes, you know, he, sure. you know, I guess he works at McDonald's and everybody's like, hey, what's up, Velveteen? Can you uh, get me a number two? And he doesn't like that. Don't so, you at least want the McDream? I don't know. The McDream. <laughs> don't, they, don't they have something called the McDream? Isn't like one of their like milkshakes called the McDream? I don't know. Like they've worked with a blue like a frosty. Isn't McDonald's called a McDream? Or am I just making this up for my joke? So well, if if I'm right, it was a great joke. If I if I if I didn't, like Phil Collins, oops, I missed again. (laughs) Ron, you you're a big NXT fan. Are you have any itch for Velveteen Dream? (laughs) No, (laughs) not nothing. You don't want to see him at all. Oh, I, I mean, like, and that was even not even really my guy. Um, I didn't see the video. I heard about it. And uh, cool. I really just don't have okay. a response for it. No, I get it. I get it. Hey, the last thing before we wrap up on the AEW stuff, like I did want to touch on this eight-man tag match at World's End that involved Ricky Starks, Big oh. Bill, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and for what other was that crowd like that... for that match? Because I've heard things. It, it was weird because uh, one, like I, you had Jericho who was teamed up with Darby Allen and Sting, mm-hmm. uh, returning Sammy Guevara. The half the crowd was like immediately when when Jericho gets tagged in, they're chanting Kylie Ray's name, and I was like, oh shit, like. Again, I didn't expect the AEW fans to turn on him so quick. And when 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 that chant started, I was like, "Oh wow." And you you felt like some people were like, "Yo, shut that shit down. Fuck fuck Kylie Ray." But then the the chants got louder. And then there was like this middle neutral ground like 10% of the crowd was like, "What what what's going on here? I don't understand." It was funny that I was sitting in front of this guy who obviously like a middle-aged man that could not find anybody else to go with to the show. So he took his mother to the show 
And she was like, and who's this guy that's dressed up like a dinosaur? Who is this? And he's like, Ma, that's Luchasaurus. Fred he's a fighting dinosaur. Why well, doesn't like the cast from Everybody Loves Raymond? Oh my God. It was it's that. New York. It was, I was sitting in front of. In Lindbergh, New York. I went to Lindbergh High School and Lindbergh Middle School. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Oh, okay. No. There you go. I, like I was them. sitting in front of that. The whole thing. It goes, Why did the dinosaur give that man the, the, the title? I don't understand. <laughs> Ma, it's because he works for the guy. That <laughs> so it's, it's just it's like, like Howard Wallace and his that. mother is it? <laughs> oh my lord! I mean, tying in the biggest draw in AEW, the Big Bang Theory. That's, oh that's my god! That, fantastic! Did you see the Was AEW that girl supposed charts? to miss the main, the moon salt? Yeah. <laughs> Was that girl supposed to min- miss the moon salt? No, ma. She's a professional wrestler. Georgie, do you have toilet paper? Ma, no, don't come in. Oh! <laughs> You're gonna go blind. Oh my god, they're slapping each other really hard. Yeah, Ma, that's called strong style. Uh, you told me this no, was theater. It. This isn't theater. <laughs> this is stupid. This was a, it was great. I wish I, I, I love that her. you told me the story because I'm going to take my mother to a wrestling show now. Actually, from now on, we should just oh do God. all podcasts in the voice of basically my mother. <laughs> we should have her on next time. We should yeah, do we, a we show should with have your her. Yes. Yeah, that would be great. Let's let's do a live watch along with your mom. I mean, I feel like that's like, copying Brian guy? Alvarez when he has Granny on, um, and I'm not sure that my mother would do it because you know she's probably playing bridge or at a cocaine party or something. Um, but uh, don't you do that? <laughs> my, my parents have so, very active social lives. They've always been cooler than I am. Well, listen, if she's at a cocaine party, I'm pretty sure she knows Tony Khan. Um, I'm not sure she would know who he was, you know, because of the you know the masquerade masks and all. <laughs> it's, it's, oh. it's like a, eyes wide shut. What's that Tom Cruise movie? Yeah. Eyes wide shut. Oh my god, such a great movie! Such a great movie. Um, so, so yeah, that Jericho got booed. I was surprised about that. Um, I want to talk more about Jericho, but before that, I want to talk about the finish. Ricky Starks gets pinned by Sammy Guevara. And immediately some people in the audience are like, oh, I don't like that. Ricky's the up and comer. Why is Sammy Guevara beating him? And I said to some of these guys, I was like, listen, it only makes sense for one reason. And that's if Jericho and Sammy Guevara are going to go after the titles. Now he can lay claim to say, I pinned the champion. We should get a championship shot. Now, I didn't watch Dynamite. Did they follow up with that on Dynamite? No. Did they? Yes, they did. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. He said, Sammy, do you want to reform Les Ex Gods? And he put it out of his hand to shake it, and Sammy instead took him in a warm embrace. Yeah. I See, that was the wild card for me, is like, Sammy, because he got the pin, he can lay claim to the the title shot. Right. The wild card is the way Jericho got booed. Would do you keep running him out there, or do you put him on ice for a couple weeks and 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 say, "Hey, sit the next few plays out." I, I I feel like the smart idea is to put him on ice, but I don't think they're going to do that. I agree. I, with, I agree with Ron. I mean, obviously, the lawyers, whether it's his lawyers or AEW's lawyers or both, told him to shut up. He's caused enough trouble. You know, for for 
because there's clearly an open negotiation involving Mrs. A. Steele. Yeah. Um, so that that's still pending. And if she isn't sewn up, and I go more into this in the, in the bonus show, it's kind of, but if she isn't sewn up, one exception to every confidentiality and non-disclosure is the information otherwise becomes publicly available. Well, she's allowed to talk. So they've got to pay her enough to not write a book or to not talk or whatever. And, and every time Jericho opens his goddamn mouth, uh, you know, they, they add another $100,000 probably to the price tag that they're seeking. And, and it, it yeah. will end up being settled, probably. But if she tells her truth, then everyone else gets to tell their truth because she's popped the bubble. All of the other NDAs that, that Tony Khan has paid people, they're burst. They're, they're no good. He'll, he'll legally try to get them stopped, but that case was already heard with Stormy Daniels and Donald Trump. And and it was already in the public sphere, so she was allowed to talk. Um, anyway, uh, enough about that. Yeah, the, the, this thing with Jericho, I I think they're going to have to put him on the, the sidelines for a while. The fans have sort of turned on him. And they don't really mm-hmm. need to rush this. They can have Sammy doing the the the, the talking right. on it. They can have or, Stark or cut a promo thing that was else, a right? You'll never do it again. And then Sammy does one of his cue card things during a commercial saying, Oh, you think I can't do it again? How about a title shot at Revolution or you know, whatever. Right. But who does like, he but you you said that, but who do you put him with? Because I feel like this team is cursed because you got Kenny who's out and then Jericho's out. Who's going to be with Sam? I will be with Jericho, but Revolution is until March. I mean, this this the AEW fans will forgive him by then. I mean, listen, I, I don't, I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. And there's a whole spectrum of things that could have happened. But whatever it is, Kylie Ray does not have a history of being a reliable person. I'm not saying reliable witness. I'm not saying this didn't happen. But she would be a defense attorney's dream. Now, the whole thing's a nightmare. The whole case is a nightmare. Whatever happened was some degree of, of bad, probably. Maybe very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's had public bouts with depression. She's had public bouts with addiction. She left AEW. Okay, because Jericho raped her, right? That's what they're saying. I mean, probably not, but whatever. But she also left Impact. She left NWA. She had a tryout at NXT. Uh, I think she no-showed one of them. I think they gave her another tryout. She she ha- she's been very public with her challenges and her and her her coping and her recoveries. And she's shown her her thirty day coins at times. And then she's disappeared for a while. She she can't really perform before big crowds. I mean, she she probably couldn't take the pressure, and she probably and under cross examination. Certainly, in a beyond a reasonable doubt, the, the the prosecutor couldn't make a case. But even in a preponderance of evidence civil case, I mean, whether you like Jericho or not, whether you're an AEW fan or not, the man's been a public figure for thirty five years. I mean, you know, is he a party but Jeff, guy? Yeah, but, been but you know, does he? You know, is he Vince McMahon? You know, or Harvey Weinstein? I I think that would have come out by now. Well, I think this is the start of it, Jeff. I mean, well, like, I don't want to get into like this, this goes back to when AEW was running pay per views. This is four and a half years old, so it hasn't started. It's just the resurfacing of the same story because Nick Hausman was mad that he he didn't get invited to scrums anymore, and he brought it up again. <laughs> and she said, and she said, well, hard but, Nick, but Nick Hausman, Nick Hausman has info, uh-huh. and and Nick Hausman 
with this Kylie Ray story wasn't the only one to mention it, right? There was speculation, I want to say like five, ten years ago from other people saying, oh, is it safe? Like during speaking out, is it safe to talk about Chris, Chris I, I Jericho and what he's done? I know Lufisto made noises. But I mean, listen, there's, there's a, again, there's a wide spectrum. It could be that he hits on people and it's unwelcome and he gets rejected and that's the end of it. And that's really his wife's problem. It could be that he hits on people and says, I can make your life a lot easier in AEW. And that's creepy and bad. It could be, if you're not with me, you're not going to do anything in AEW or wrestling. And that's even worse. And then there's threats or insinuations of harm, like you lock the door behind someone or actual physicality. And now we're getting into levels of even more bad. So there's a, but Kylie right. Ray, it could be, he said, come to my room. There's going to be a party. He meant party for two. She thought it was party. She gets there. She realizes two people. He's like, come in, let's have a good time. And she's like, no, ooh, and she ran away. I mean, it could just be that, which is creepy. He's married, but, but that's but, a but even if it's just, But even if it's just that, again, I don't want to get into the, 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 the argument of victim shaming Kylie Ray for her past history, right? She could very well, she said that she's had bouts with mental health. She's, she's uh, you know, uh, substance abuse. She's said that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't make the any type of serious allegation, and she's not making this allegation. It's Nick Hausman that's made the allegation. She's actually tried to walk it back, saying, "I left AEW of my own volition. There's, I'm, I'm at peace with that. I have no, well, he no didn't say her that. name. He didn't say her name this time. But she, correct. She Thank you. Thank you for correcting that emoji there, and that's what opened right. the, the floodgates. Right. So, so she's not touching it. Right. And she's not looking for this. It was Nick Hausman from House of Wrestling, H-A-U-S, House of right. Wrestling, that, that started it on a podcast. He's also right? the guy that started the stuff and, with CM Punk and, and Colt Cabana at the, at the Scrum two years ago. Right, right. So he's obviously got some sources on the inside, whether those are reliable sources, yet to be determined. But he's hit a couple of things right on the head, hit the nails right on the head with a couple of things. So. You know, do I take his information and reporting to be this wasn't like a report. This was just, again, kind of just a throwaway comment he made on a podcast. Do I take it with some legitimacy? Yes. Uh, You know, are we going to court? No, that's not where we're at. But do I believe that Jericho is a creepy guy and has has this tendency of grooming women i believe that i can believe a world like that i can believe it too I can and believe i'm not a... trying to victim so i'm just pointing out the difficulties in, in, I'm not, in courts of I, law I, I don't... how it would turn out no without a doubt and i'm not trying to say that you are but i've heard a lot of podcasters like just jump on kylie ray as like you know she she can't be trusted because of her history and it's just like it's more than just Kylie Ray. To me, it seems like there's other stories, and whether those women want to come out and tell those stories is what remains to be seen. And and also whether those women can come out and tell those stories, because what Hausman was saying was Vince isn't the only guy with NDAs in his closet. Chris Jericho is. 
and so that's how the conversation starts. I, I, if you want more information, I, I suggest you go Google it and, and go listen uh, with your own ears what Hausman had to say about it. But what, what I find interesting from, from our standpoint as fans and, and podcasters in wrestling is, you know, during this press scrum, I was listening intently to see if, if Tony Khan gets asked a question. And everybody's throwing fluff questions. The press scrum went on for almost an hour, and nobody's throwing a question to Tony and, Khan. And while he's wearing Un- it, we have to mention, while he's wearing it, he's wearing Tony Storm's, you know, red magenta fur fez, like Russian, like Sophia Loren hat and giant oversized starlet sunglasses. And he doesn't yeah. even have the respect to take it off. He's doing a bit. Maybe he forgot they were on. Maybe it was a costume. Maybe he felt I was protecting like a kid puts a costume on or sometimes celebrities put sunglasses on. But he, he's basically in a costume looking ridiculous while he's while he's not answering those questions. Yeah, he, while he's dodging that question. And, and who's the disciplinary committee by, anyway? Well, are they the same? Uh, you know, you, we know one guy. This is a steal to sign an NDA. I applaud the guy from USA Today. I don't have his name, unfortunately. But he had, again, you're the guy at the head of this company. You claim to be the number two guy and very proud of it. And here you are being asked a question by USA Today, not fucking unpopular review, rope a dope wrestling, not, not hammerlock hangover. You're asked by a legitimate. News organization, USA Today. Hey, these rumors came out about Chris Jericho. What are you doing about it? And his answer was, and I'm paraphrasing here. Again, you can look up the scrum on YouTube and, and, and hear it for yourself. But he says, I'm not going to ru- make decisions on unverified and unsubstantiated internet rumors. Right. And, and the follow-up question, which I thought was brilliant, was, Okay, well, if there is someone in the locker room, is there a path for them to make a complaint? And is there a policy for sexual harassment? Um, And he said, yes, there's a policy. And he said, where is it? (laughs) (laughs) He also said that AEW has the highest safety record, which is sort of a joke on its face. But this is coming from the guy who told the world twice that he was in fear for his life. Right. Like, stupid. this is the, we have the highest record, My man, three months ago, you said you feared for your life and you let your, your, your meal ticket out the right. window. Like insane, insane. But he also you know. said, I would refer to the disciplinary committee, the disciplinary committee that as we understand it is Brian Danielson, who right now is wrestling in Japan. So I'm sure he's taking this matter very seriously. Um, we thought it was Mega Parikh, but she's been reassigned back to the Jacksonville Jaguars. This guy, Chris Peck, who did such a wonderful job that, that he forgot to get a, a key person to sign an NDA, so committed legal malpractice, uh, and apparently a couple of outside attorneys. Who, who else is on this disciplinary committee? I don't, mean, I don't mean to make light of it, but is it Dean Malenko, who's got Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and recently had brain surgery? I mean, is he on the disciplinary committee? I mean... I, Rick Rick Flair is on the disciplinary committee. <laughs> That's right. The punishment is you have to you have to buy a case of Wu energy drinks and then drink it in one sitting. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I don't, don't mean know, light of I any just, of this. I just, I just don't know what else to, I mean, this is a podcast. We're podcasters. There's, you know. Yeah, we're supposed to entertain, right. but, but also bring you the news. And I think, you know, this is one of the biggest news. I, a lot of people, again, at AEW, that taping on Saturday night, the news broke that Saturday yeah. morning, right? So a lot of people in the audience didn't know what was going on or why they were ch- chanting or who Kylie Ray was. They could, they didn't know. Right. Um, and and I think, yeah, they just put them on ice. I think it's to be seen. I, I mean, I think they're playing it by ear, but you're right, Ron. The, the story seems snake bit, and maybe just like you know, my theory on the the devil's story where they just pull the bandaid off. Maybe just just end it. Just 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 you know, get get rid of it. Jer- Jer- Jericho has to take some time off or whatever, and you know, Sammy finds himself a new partner or or puts Sammy back on ice. You know, or you know, you have a backstage thing where Sammy says, I'd love to be your tag team partner, except I told you three months ago that I hated you. And he hits him, he attacks him again and do an injury angle and put him back in the Don Callis family where he was doing nothing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And and Sammy too, right? Remember back in the day he was on a podcast uh, and said he wanted to, what was it? Uh, have his way with Sasha Banks, something yeah. like that. That's some very inappropriate. Yeah, I also remember him uh, right. proposing to a woman and breaking off the engagement and running away with Ty Conti. I'm not saying I necessarily blame him for that. But That's right. Still, congratulations yeah, to Ty Conti. Not, 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 not a great, not a, not a great, you know, look for Mister Guevara. Yeah, listen, I, yeah. I think he was twenty-two or nine something or nineteen something at the time he said that. Was it a stupid thing to say? Yes, but the world's different. That that. I mean, he didn't actually, it was locker room talk, but do I think Sammy Guerrero is a, a good guy? No, I think he's completely unlikable. I think he's, you know, he's, he's, he gets no positive heat. He'll, he, he barely gets booze and, and he only gets up because people really don't want to see him. Like people tell me he's, he's a future world champion. I think at this point, everyone's like, just like, just, I'm so sick of this fucking guy. Didn't Andrade pop him in the face for real? Yeah. This, uh, world safest I, 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 locker room? I think Kingston did too. Um, that's all the AEW stuff I've got. Any anything else to add for AEW? Um, guys, not directly. You know, sort of in news and notes. I mean, there is one topic that you know. I mean, we've sort of touched on it a little bit. It's not a big topic, but it's you know, four months ago there were a whole bunch of WWE releases, and out of all those releases, I mean, is it fair to say that none of them have really done much of anything? I mean. You have Riddle doing an arc with MLW. You have Dolph maybe doing some work, you know, doing some work with New Japan. How long it is, who knows? Maybe being the head of the Bullet Club. You yes, go ahead. Elias reintroducing himself as Elijah. Uh, I had thought it was TNA, but apparently no. It's just that he's branding himself. Mustafa Ali and Mason Mansoor are, are, you know, booking indies, and we've seen top dollar on some indies, but, you know, GCW, but. None of them have, you know, you didn't see anyone AEW. You, you don't see anyone, you're not hearing about anyone signing a contract, not even appearing at, you know, NWA or MLW. It'll start because they're not getting jobs. Rick Boogs basically had an interview, what, yesterday where he said, I think I'm done professional wrestling. I don't know what he's going to do, but he, he said he's done. So, like, all the people who released, it doesn't seem like there was a mistake in them. No, but I also think that with guys like Sasha Banks and Dolph Ziggler, I think that they've been told. Sasha was a two-year 
old story. Sasha wasn't in the latest round of releases. Yes, but I think there's a there is there's a reason why she hasn't signed with AEW, and I think that either my speculation is they're still getting paid. I think Sasha's still getting WWE money for not signing with AEW. Really? I think they're saying go do go gallivant and do your New Japan stuff, but don't sign with Tony Khan, and you'll have a a a a welcome home party the minute you're ready to come back. I think the same thing with Dolph Ziggler. I think Dolph doesn't want to piss anybody off at WWE, so he went to New Japan, knows that he can't step foot in Tony Khan's locker room, and he'll come back, and if he's lucky, land a spot like Nick Aldis, where he's the commissioner, part-time wrestler, gets paid you know, six figures a year. I I disagree with this. She's being paid not to sign, but everything else I agree with. I'm sure she's still getting residuals from merchandise and being in the video games and things like that. Um, But I, I, but I absolutely believe that she has already re-signed with WWE and is back. But I, I, a publicly traded company doesn't pay someone not to sign with somebody else. I mean, they have their 90-day non-competes. That's what that's about. I mean, they may sign someone and delay their debut, a la Andrade, um, to, to you know pick the right spot for it. Um, you know, like AOP, they, they've been signed for months. They just hadn't figured out what to do with them or when to do it. Um, but, you know, but anyway, that, that that's not important. But I, I think, but you know, but we're talking about Sasha Banks, who's probably the best free agent female wrestler, unless you think Trinity is, and they're both coming home. Um, you know, Camille is a is a physical specimen, but she's you know she's a work in progress. She needs she probably needs NXT as well. Uh, and then you've got Dolph Ziegler, who's a veteran consummate professional. I mean, you, you're not talking about Riddick Moss. You're not you're not talking about Boogs. You're not talking about Elias. You're not, you're not talking about Top Dollar. I mean, they're they they released about thirty people. Where you know, you know, Mason Mansour, you know, Daba Kato. I'm talking more about those folks. That none of them are being signed. That you know, whoever made those decisions, be it you know, one Vince was right, or Triple H was right, or the team was right, whatever it was. It looks like overwhelmingly the marketplace has determined that they're right. They're not. They're not major league players. They may not even be minor league players. Mm. Yeah, no. remains to be seen. Oh, just want to raise Remains this the conversation, but uh, all right. In other news, uh, you know, it's going to be the 40th anniversary of Hulkamania, so they're going to be doing anniversary merchandise and celebration. But apparently, Hulk Hogan's not going to be on TV because I guess they know, like Jericho, you don't put someone that toxic on TV necessarily. But but they're sort of having their cake and eating it too. Uh, I did want to. I don't want to give this short shrift. This guy is probably before most of our listeners' time, but Killer Khan died last week uh really scary guy as a kid i mean you know look had the, the you know like the the ponytail just the top of his head sort of like a manchu mongol warrior uh you know big screamed a lot just just a big scary guy um and they booked him like a monster and he he was a monster and he was a track she would only come around once in a while um and some gossip shotzi she got married to a man and then she showed up at the at the at the WWE show um, in Las Vegas. Listen, I thought that she was married to Brandy Lauren. So what the fuck do I know? 
Um, uh, and, and look, now she's married to Lexus. Yeah, King. So, some guy, right? Um, the great Muda's daughter. Just kidding, guys. He he he's he, that's a joke, oh. everybody. He looks like Lexus King because he was wearing a leather jacket and shades and has the same. I thought hair. he, was, he had the bandana too. I thought he was Paige's ex fiance. So. Uh, in more Hogan news, Brooke Hogan got married. Uh, and in some other family news involving daughters, the great Muda's daughter has taken up the the moniker of the great Muda. Uh, so she's wrestling in Japan with the with the Muda mask. So that's Ooh, that's great. sort of cool. Wow. Um, we talked about most of the free agents. There's another guy who, you know, and there might be a whole lot because apparently New Japan does, you know, a lot of their contracts expire December 31st. So we already talked about Tamatanga. Clark Connors, also his contract expired. He sort of is he sort of looks like Adam Page, but smaller, but he wrestles fast like Nathan Frazier. He's the guy who a couple of years on the AEW Fatal Four Way where Adam Cole got the concussion, where he he was the replacement in that. And anyway, it doesn't matter. Clark Connors. Um Yeah, I'm, I'm I know blessed. you are, and, and I'm reacting to your face and I should have. Uh Kurt T- Tetsuan Naito won the New Japan uh, title over, uh, I guess, uh, Sonata. Sonata, his old tag team partner, rival, whatever. Uh, and Evil uh, is going to be the first uh, challenger, not Evil Dose, regrettably, uh, but thankfully not Evil Uno either. Uh, evil, who used to be EO Sky's fiance. In injuries, um, oh. Giovanni Vinci had a concussion uh, or a concussion scare anyway. We haven't got any confirmation, but that match was. Uh, called for um, uh, for uh, Jey Uso and and um, Kofi Kingston. Yeah, Co- Kofi kick Kofi k- hit him with a stiff drop kick. Apparently, it was a little uh, too him, close. Hit him real good, and they and they stopped it yeah. right there and then. So yeah. everyone's applauding the smart move. Yeah, everyone's applauding the refs. The yeah, smart move right there. So good. Kota Ibushi in some random match in Japan somehow managed to mangle both of his ankles. He has not been the same since a shoulder injury. I said it a million times when we saw him those few times in the AW. He looked puffy. He looked slow. He looked clumsy. Um, but this is his ankles, not his shoulders. Uh, anyway, so I agree. He hasn't been the same since what was it? Wardlow or, or Powerhouse Hobbs that knocked him off that stupid bicycle? <laughs> Probably. Um, Roosh. He tore his quadr his, his hamstring during the Continental Classic. So Roosh, everybody's oh, flavor of, of every other month saying he's great, he's such a badass. And I keep saying he's sort of injury prone and he sort of has his attitude problem. Well, he's injured again. Uh, and why is he injured? Oh. Because he buys the cheap stuff to make himself bigger. How do you know that, Jeff? How do you know what he's supposed to look like? Because his brothers are Dragon Lee and Jolistico. That's what he's supposed to look like. Um Raquel Rodriguez, she revealed that she has something, uh, MCAS, that's mass cell uh, ascension syndrome, I think it's called, or activation syndrome. I only did a little bit of looking into it. It sounded really scary. I didn't want to look into it because it sounds like it's like something where you, you it's causing cancer. It's not that. It's It's an autoimmune disease. And apparently, like, you get hives and things like that that are very painful, but it is manageable. But uh, I guess it's not managed yet, and I'm only saying this based on reading one paragraph on Wikipedia, so I could be wrong. So anyway, you know, hope she recovers. Charlotte Flair had her successful surgery, and she's posted something that you know she's she'll see us again, and you know she's going to do everything she can to get back in nine months or whatever. Um, so 
That's the news and notes as far as ratings are concerned. Still can't find any for Impact or New Japan Wrestling. Uh, Rampage this week did 326, down 62,000. SmackDown, which was a best of show, did 1.355, which is not great. But the funny thing is it did, if you total Dynamite, Rampage, and the road to World's End, SmackDown with its worst numbers, did more numbers than those three shows together. By the way, Road to World's End did 147,000 Friday night at 11 to 1130. Raw did 1.751, which is up about 200,000 from last week. Noteworthy in it is that the segment with The Rock uh, bounced over the 200 million, uh, not the 200 million, the 2 million mark, two million. and their YouTube shows and social media, I think, is over 200 million views or some obscenely high number. Um, thanks, yeah, gender. Thanks, gender. NXT for uh, New Year's Evil went up 122,000 to 768,000. So close to beating uh, Dynamite and also only one off in the demo. They were 0.25 in the demo. Dynamite was 0.26. Dynamite went down 42,000 after a pay-per-view, after a pay-per-view that was not actively bought with the, a new champion with the, the, the whole devil story, with all this other expectation, and they went down to $801,000, uh, 801,000 viewers. Um, and if you took out, the first quarter was was over a million with the Big Bang Theory. By the end of that first quarter, they had lost over 200,000 viewers. So if you take out that first quarter, the, the, the aggregate is probably close to 750, 730. Doesn't get better for NWA. Three weeks ago, 27,000. Two weeks ago, up to 29,000. This week, 15,000. MLW, a little bit misleading. There haven't been new shows because they just did their end of year show. But uh, So a month ago, 39,000. Three weeks ago, 43,000. And for the end of year, two hour, uh, part of the their end of year pay-per-view show with Hammerstone's last match against Fatu is up to 109,000. So that sounds good, but it's a, a little bit misleading. There's an asterisk there. I, that, that's all I got, folks. I wanted to talk lastly about uh, Nia Jax. Oh. Um, everybody's concerned about her hold, so <laughs> we wish her hold the best. But, her holistic um, here. This match on uh, Monday Night Raw was... Um, a surprise to some because I don't think that everybody saw Becky Lynch losing clean and in the fashion that she lost to Nia Jax. Any thoughts on Nia going over on Becky? Smart move for free. Smart move. Go ahead, smart Ron. Move. What do you? Why, uh, so why is that smart? I, I, I called this. I I was on. I was talking, and I don't know who I was talking to. It might have just been myself. I was talking. Yes, and I sit here and said, Becky. They they're gonna clearly say Becky Rhea. WrestleMania. Now, I don't know for sure if it's going to be Nia against Rhea at Rumble or at um, what's his other pay-per-view? Uh, Chamber, right? You got to make her look strong. You got to make her look like a threat. You got to make her look like she she you know, um, you got to make her look like a threat. You got to make her... So, Rhea, I was asked one time, because I said, ah, you know, Rhea, she's a champion, but her her reign has just not been hitting for me. Just feel like everyone's just haven't been like uh on her level. Nia so far has she since she's been here, she's been killing it. She's been beating girls. She's been squashing girls. Literally. And I thought her beating Becky was great. I thought it was fantastic. Cause guess what? It don't hurt Becky. 
It would have hurt Monaya more right. than Becky. So I thought it was the right outcome. Um, once again, I see her going going for Rhea. I'm, I know I repeat it, so I'll repeat it again. Yeah. So yeah, smart move. I've good move. I've heard that rumor that now, like this, tees up a match between Nia and Rhea at Rumble. Sure. Um, before I drop my thoughts on why I think this actually was good, good booking, I want to hear your thoughts, Jeff. I think that Nia has been really a very pleasant surprise since she's come back. She's, uh, you know, she's gotten better in the ring. Not that much better, but good enough better. She knows her character. She knows who she is. And, and she's been entertaining. Her segments were good. And I thought this was a good match. Um, they booked it properly. I like that Nia won because I don't think anyone was really expecting it, especially since it was basically clean. There wasn't really cheating. You know, they, they sort of redid a, a version of the blood spot, which I think was good. People said that ah, they didn't need it. No, I think it added something. And, and WWE doesn't use blood that often. And when they do, it's for a reason. I think that was good. And this is to make us think that, that, you know, Nia is, you know, you know, above Becky, of course, Becky will get her win back. Becky also announced for the Royal Rumble. So that, so any Nia Becky rematches will not be at the Royal Rumble. Um, so as far as setting up Rhea against Nia at the Rumble, I haven't given it a bit of thought. I haven't thought about that, but I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with her match. And and, uh, and I think that will allow Jade to shine in the Royal Rumble. And, you know, I'm assuming that, that what we just talked about with Raquel Rodriguez, that's going to keep her out of it. I'm not, I don't know that I'm right, but if it is, you know, she's the other power spot woman. So if Nia's out and Raquel is out, Charlotte's not around. Uh, you know, Piper Niven is is the other big girl. Maybe they can put in Tamina Snuka or whatever. But Jade will be physically unparalleled. Not that she could really be paralleled anyway, but you know, there were but you know, like Hulk, you know, you know, the ultimate warrior couldn't be paralleled physically, but if, if you put him in the ring against, you know, Earthquake or Typhoon, they look big. You know, they they, they look like they could stand toe to toe with him. And Nia and Jade could be the same thing. So I think it was good all around, and if and if Nia versus Becky is a match at the Royal Rumble, I mean, sorry, Nia versus Rhea is a match at the Royal Rumble. I think that's cool. I'm just not sure Rhea can get Nia up for her finisher. She's had trouble with bigger people in the past, and Nia mm. isn't really very good at jumping up to help with that. So they right. may have to figure out a different ending than Rhea's usual. What does she call that? The, it's not the sling blade, but what does she call that? The Riptide. What I the riptide, yeah. finish. So yeah. they Rhea's. may have to come up with a different ending than than the riptide, which shouldn't be very difficult. They just have to agree. You know, they just have like to agree a submission with me. Move, right? She did that at the yeah, rumble I, last year. I think I mean, you're both onto. Some, I think I'm you're sorry. both onto something. I think. Um, I agree. To, again, I agree with the finish. I think it was great that Nia got this win over Becky clean legitimizes Beck legitimizes Nia as a, as a threat and that this right hook you got to watch out for because she can break your nose and, and knock out a, a former champion, multi-time champion. I don't know if they're going to set up a heel versus heel match for the women's title. Um, but then what do you do with Rhea? If you don't, that's, that's the, the lingering question, but 
I think Jeff, you, you were scratching at it. I think this is all to build Nia up to feed the build to Jade Cargill. I think they're going to build Nia Jax as this powerhouse. One punch and you're done. Feed her a bunch of mid to low card people for the next two to three weeks. And then you put her in the ring face to face with Jade and have Jade take her out. You feed all that momentum right into Jade and 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 make Jade look like the superstar that she is. To your point, Jeff, like there's no other big person in that locker room at the moment. The other person besides Piper Niven that is big, big is someone that would be just as equally as statuesque as her. And that person is also out on injury. And that's Charlotte Flair. Like to have that face to face in the middle of the ring, Charlotte versus Jade face to face, like Andre Hogan money printed, but you're not going to get that because Charlotte's not going to be in the match. So, you know, the question then remains if she, if Jade eliminates Nia, who's going to eliminate Jade? I don't know. That, that remains to be well, seen. I, I think that no one person's going to eliminate Jade. I think it's going to be one of those things where six to eight women, you know, swarm on her at the same time and, and, you know, get, you know, throw her over after a 20 second, you know, struggle of her hanging on. They'll feel like a minute and a half. Um, she'll look great, but she's, she's not going to, she's not ready to, you know, main event WrestleMania, no matter how much training she's doing at the dungeon with Natty correct, and B Fab right, and whatever. And and I hope they all get better because I'm a I'm a fan of Big Fab also. And if she's not going to be a wrestler, you know, you know, I've said it a hundred times. There's other things that she can and should do. They should try to figure out what those are. But like, you know, yeah, like hold Jackie Redmond's back. How about manage Indus Sheer instead of that loser gender? Um, or I mean, I would like that. Who, who needs Paul Ellering to be a manager these days? He was, listen, I loved him with the Road Warriors, but he was a one-note manager 40 years ago. What, what do you think he's going to be now? He's going to be something revolutionary? No. I mean, who, who, who needs that? I, I, you know, I'd, I'd rather, you know, they bring in a B-Fab or someone to, to, to speak, you know, to speak for them if they feel like they're, they need a speaker. She's a good talker. Um, anyway, that, that's really nothing to nothing. Uh, yeah, I, I like what they're doing with Nia, and I don't know what the direction is going to be, and that's that's a good thing because there's a lot of things that feel like they're sort of obvious, um, and so this is cool. But obviously, at some point, ben, Becky will get her. I mean, Becky's my pick to win the Royal Rumble. We did our prediction show, so I mean, you know, uh, it, as Ron said, it doesn't hurt Becky. Becky's pretty much untouchable, and she's done the job for a bunch of people this year and elevated a bunch of people this year. She's really shown that she's a team player. And if anyone thinks for a second that she's not resigning, they're they're on crack. Which is terrible. That's right. Ron, give give the PSA. Unless you're Tony Khan. So (laughs) don't don't do that. Yeah. Don't go ahead. I was gonna say just don't do that. It's it's not good. Excellent. Now we can we can keep our tech exam status. (laughs) That right. We're learning so much this new year. That and, and a word of warning to all of you. Never go to a second location with a hippie. Just never yeah, do don't that. Don't do that. Um, um, I want to open up the mailbag. Now, te- now they tell me. <laughs> That's the reason why we're telling everybody. Yeah. Ron's had bad experiences where yeah. uh, he's lured to a second location and, and takes a lot of uh, 
is is lured by Kava. Yeah. All you gotta do to... is tell me tacos, and I'm there. Yeah. M- most of our PSAs are are based on lessons that Ron learned or didn't learn the first time. <laughs> Guys, I'm um, right here the mail... in the room. That's what makes it. We've fun. got a mail. Uh, oh. We've got uh, uh, the mailbag is is full this week. We've got a letter from uh, Chris. And he's writing to Chris us. Pringle? Is he an executive? Cheers, fellas. Is he an executive? Keep is it Chris Kringle? I, yeah, I think he is. Chris, Chris, it is Chris. Oh, Kringle. great! Thank you. He says, "Cheers, fellas. Keep the airways alive. I look forward to hearing your show every week. Thank you, Chris." Nice. Um, today's inquisition is: How would you each book the newly minted WWE World Title, which? Seth Rollins currently holds in order to build its credibility and prestige through 2024. Not every title needs to be held by the same person for long periods of time. This title among the many should be the one to hot potato if they are not going to do such with the US or IC belts. Do Ooh. you agree? Also, do you have any thoughts on Logan Paul eclipsing the old 30-day non-compete clause that used to come with the title reign in WWE? So, Ron, I'll start it off with you. That's a terrible choice. Why um, did you start with me? But I, I, I'm, 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 I'm up for the would you book? How would you book the WWE world title? Oh, man. Um, how would I book this championship? So I don't believe in hot potatoes, but I also don't believe in having these long year run champion uh, championship runs. So how would I book it? I would have Seth drop the top. So I don't see CM Punk winning the championship at Mania, right? I don't see Damian Priest cashing in and being successful with it. I go with Gunther, but when does he take the championship off him? Um... God, I was gonna say where are what month are we in? It's January. That's terrible. I should know where I'm at. Um, but I should I would see him taking it off him around around the summertime. And the mm. question you said about uh, you said Logan Paul about what was the second question? The thirty day rule. You have to defend your title. Like I don't even feel any kind of way with that because Roman has. I think he hasn't been here in 60 days. So I don't, <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't feel any kind of way for that. I, what am I going to sit there and say? Oh, that's terrible. Meanwhile, our world champion is barely here. Although I love that, by the way. I like that. I'm trying okay. to get that deal at my job. <laughs> and I've been there for 15 Jeff? years. Jeff, how do you book uh, the world title in uh, 2024? Well, I, I sort of feel like this question was one that we answered originally when they brought the world the, the new title, and I would have booked it as I as I said then, which would that Seth Rollins would win it, which he did, and that he would be a fighting champion. He would have basically an open challenge where he where he'd face people every week until you got some sort of feud out of it, and and he would sort of continue that. Um, but he didn't. You know, he he. He talked a lot. He did a few defenses, and then he sort of got caught up in Judgment Day random tag team shit all the time with Sami Zayn and the other super friends, uh, and occasionally. So I, I, you know, but he already has had a long title reign. I mean, it's going into what month nine at this point, month ten. So it's it, it's already been strong. So where would I go from here? I'm changing the question. Is I mean, first of all, I thought that they should have had Drew win the title 
at day one because of Damian Priest having a, a botch of a cash in, which actually, you know, and it looked like that was going to happen, except Drew with his, he over, you know, when, when Seth Rollins, when he went to pin him, he overextended his legs right over the, the ropes and unforced error. Um, so I was almost right, but the Damian botches, uh, you know, continue, but I guess I wasn't a formal cash in. By the way, I don't like this, this new rule of, how the cash in us it used to just be you you ran in and you go hey here it is and now they decide they can find new ways to to make it fail so so i would and i was gonna have then a fatal three-way uh where seth regained the title at the rumble and then you go from there so what do i do from that um the the way you elevate the title is that the winner of the rumble who was probably going to be cm punk declares that he's going after the WWE title. So you have the biggest star in wrestling, not named Roman Reigns or maybe Cody Rhodes, who just came back from the other promotion with their world championship, by the way, declaring for that title. So you've right away made that important. Now, what do you do with Seth between now and WrestleMania? It doesn't matter as long as he's the champion by WrestleMania again. Um, But that's all you can do. And then CM Punk declares to be the fighting champion, or maybe CM Punk himself with his, cult of personalized charisma elevated as far as the 30-day rule is concerned that was back in the day where wrestling tv only existed to get you to the arena once a month um it's a new era nobody follows the 30-day rule any longer um and even when they do it's not really 30 days they're taping over a span of four days and they're just airing it over four and a half weeks or whatever the case is so that is this, this this fell by the wayside long before, you know, Logan Paul was in WWE. So th- those are those are the answers. I hope they were satisfactory. Wow, I guess Mike. Before I answer the question, like I I want to make note of the the statement of like how do you add prestige to it? Like I think it already has a lot of prestige with what Seth Rollins has done with the title. I think uh, he's just done a very admirable job as the first inaugural WWE, you know, world heavyweight champion or whatever we're calling the title. I can't keep up. Um, you know, as far as hot potato, I don't think that you need to hot potato the title. When I think of hot potato, I think of like how Sasha and Charlotte traded the titles I think it was the raw women's titles for like, they, you know, went back and forth, like for the span of like, I don't know, three or four months, just kind of between the two of them. And and that's how Charlotte actually racked up to like, I don't know, eight title wins because of that back and forth between her and Sasha. I want to say what happened like three or four years ago. Um, What I'd like to see is, and I know this isn't going to happen, but I would like to, how do you add? I don't think you need to add prestige to it, but the title needs to make somebody. And right now it's Seth making the title. I think I'd like to see 2024 play out where CM Punk is the guy to win the title from Seth, not at WrestleMania, but at some point later on and right there immediately Gunther comes in and just squashes CM Punk. And Gunther is the champion, and he holds the title probably till the end of the year where 
Chad Gable finds a way to come back and win the championship. And you make Chad Gable a champion. And it, it, it just makes sense that that's, that's who you make because the story's right there. The backstory's there is, is to make Chad Gable, you know, a bigger star than he um, currently is. So I know that's a long shot in happening, but I think that's what I'd like to see. Um, well, that there you have it. I think we've said it all in this episode. It's a jam-packed episode, but, um, you know, here we are starting um, 2024 with another killer show. Jeff, anything else left to, to say? No, I mean, we've gone on almost two and a half hours. I think that's plenty. Um, so, yeah. So thanks for supporting us. You can follow me on Twitter at IcarusFellMD. Look for the bonus show. Uh, you know, it would be lovely if you went on to YouTube and subscribed to Unpopular Review. Ron, Steve, and myself are all cast members of that. And we have a goal of getting to 2,500 to 3,000. So let's just say 3,000 subscribers by the end of this year. Um, and we're over a thousand now. So, you know, just, you know, you do it and tell four friends and then go to your family and take their phones and subscribe for them. And we'll be halfway there. Um, also, if you would take a listen to my, uh, non-wrestling podcast, uh, I'm sorry, Garden of Doom. You also get garden views and that's sort of paranormal and mythology and philosophy, uh, some religion, but sort of the more fun aspects of it. Uh, history, alternative history, things that go bump in the night, cryptids. Garden views tends to be more legal business tech and but also like I think topics that have sort of broad interests like what's the law of space gonna be and you know what's maritime law and then aviation law and then you know stuff like that. So cryptocurrency and, and AI. Things that things that are current. Like I, I try not to go into like, you know, what what is a red of habeas corpus. Um so anyway. That that's where, that's where you can find me, and you know I'm sure Steve will say it, but you can uh, reach him at Twitter at at Big Daddy Cool. You can reach us at Hammerlock Ho. I keep saying Twitter X, and e uh, email is HammerlockHangover at gmail dot com. That's right. It's, as you've heard earlier today, we can uh, or moments ago. We like to read the mailbag questions on the air and answer your questions. Um, during the podcast, so feel free to send us a line. No question is too ridiculous. No comment is too asinine. We prove that every week. Um, yeah, absolutely. This is what we do here on this uh, program. Um, but yeah, send us a line. We'd love to hear from you. And, and, and yeah, shoot us a line and tell us what you think of the show. And especially if you're listening to us, especially new, I mean, whatever platform you're listening to us, whether that be Apple uh, Podcasts, uh, Spotify, um spreaker any any of those make sure you 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 leave uh, a hefty review uh, five stars the most stars we can get the most uh, accolades definitely helps the algorithm to push our show uh to the people that uh you know want to hear it and that's hopefully wrestling fans that are interested in continuing a conversation when um interesting things happen in the world of professional wrestling. Um, yep, that's the show. That's episode 141 for this week. And thank you so much for tuning in. And that's all I got. Stay with my friends. Jeff? From me and Ron. <laughs>